<laughs> a lot of pressure, man. Yeah, it is. Evil. The evil. Not our real names. Not our real names. Nailed it. Guys. 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 You're gonna love it. It's just a little. Oh, hey. oh shoot! Sure. We're on. Hey. <laughs> Speaking are of we hot. hot, are we hot? Are we hot? I we're, think we're hot. Are we in the parking lot? What? Wow, here we are. <laughs> this is a an exciting show for me um, because I've been looking forward to it for a while, I guess. And when we started this podcast, which is called A Little Independent. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to A Little Independent, the podcast where two friends talk about independent, obscure, or just plain weird movies. My name's Ryan. And I'm Todd. Hi, Todd. Hi, Ryan. Kathleen. Oh, that, was, that was a good one. It was. It, 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 felt, it felt good for me, was it? It was good on this end as well. Okay. So I've been looking forward to this this particular <laughs> episode for a while. You just breeze right by that. Because when we hatched the podcast... Um, this was a movie that I knew I wanted to do. I love your choice. You know, I'd love to get inside your mind, but I won't want to stay too long. Yeah. But no. why you picked right? <laughs> don't go there. It's, there's, and it's we locked dark. eyes when it's, I said no. It's don't. dark. Yeah. Don't. It is. You chose the word hatched when we hatched this podcast. Is that meant to be sexual? I don't know. I, hatched. It, we I hatched it. Do we go Freudian? Do we go? Oh, um, do we go? Because you're the when you're the hatched. psychology yeah, guy. Yeah, I get you know that may sound too. Usually you, you launch a podcast, but you, but you your mind went with hatched, oh, well, and I I like linguistics, so I'm just curious. Yeah, I suppose it's when we had the idea for it, thus the hatching, not the launching. Um, Hatch not launch, so idea stage. So it was pre. Yeah, it was before pre-dump. before this existed, because you pre-dump, were yeah. you were courting a few ideas to me. Yes, and, and this is the this, one that this movie this may is not one have that made set it. my pants on fire and got <laughs> me got me in the studio. <laughs> well, this movie, I don't know if it would have been on any of our other podcast ideas, of which you know we st- we may still hatch and launch, but <laughs> I I like this movie because. Uh, and I wanted to do it, and it's very selfish, I guess. But I had um, a very, very, very little, very tiny part to do with this movie, and that's why I wanted to do it. Yeah, and, you're gonna get the inside scoop, people. <laughs> and I, I have to be honest in that. I guess I'm gonna flash my cards on the table. I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't like it. I'll, I'll be very candid. Oh, if you didn't like the movie, if I itself. didn't like the movie. Yeah, and it's so uncharacteristic of me this movie. Oh yeah, because everybody who is tracking uh, the Todd and Ryan uh, index on this podcast as into movie weirdness, when we think about independent, obscure, and just plain weird, I think my weirdness quotient. Although our last podcast, yours went up a lot, my weirdness quotient is pretty high. So this movie probably surprises some people. Yeah, I suppose in its tone and tenor. Yeah, except the last one I didn't actually pick. Oh, it was, but it was, it was a fan. Your, you, it was a fan. You were the vessel it, for which it came forth. Right. Yeah, I'm slowing you down. So I, you were. No, that's okay. That you know, you probably sh- should. you know how Bugs Bunny hits those air brakes. <laughs> that's what I just <laughs> did. <laughs> there. Yeah. We should maybe insert and post. I'm like a little a skidding sound. <laughs> <laughs> when yeah, when when we have yeah. uh, when we have our, uh, our, our huge production team. Hey, yeah. uh, production team in post. 
if you can put like a comical skidding sound in this part, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Better than we can do with our mouths. Right. <laughs> but this is a movie, and, and I guess this is a movie that I've never asked you this question. Oh, wait, let me get ready. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question. All right. We're locking eyes. Here we go. Yes. So what do the films Above the Law, The Untouchables, The Hudsucker Proxy, and this movie, which is called One Small Hitch, what do they all have in common? Shit. Well, it's not Paul Newman. <laughs> Um, it's not being a rom-com. Ah, cat's out the bag. We're doing a rom-com oh, today, Oh, everybody. the act, the, the old guy actor, maybe Max? Oh. My, my guess is good because he's 97 oh. credits and he's been around since Daniel J. Trevanti. That is a really, really cool guess. Okay. And That's I think maybe- what I'm coming up with. I, you may kick yourself a little bit because I've tiptoed around all this in different stories I've told you. Of which maybe they you just tire of them, and I would too, and you don't, like, you zone out, like probably my wife does, like, <laughs> if I hear this goddamn thing one more time. But they, all of those films had a scene or multiple scenes filmed at the Blackstone Hotel in Chicago, of which I worked and opened. Yeah. And is responsible for my part in this movie. I am so excited to get into this because, you know, you're going to have all kinds of inside stuff. Don't tee on it this. up too much. I, I don't want it to to be a letdown. But I, I there's some cool oh, things about this. And, humbleness um, is good quality. Some of the some of the scenes in this film were filmed at the Blackstone yeah. Hotel. All right, give me those movies again. Uh, Above the Law, starring Steven Seagal. I know that. I think that's the first one I saw by him, and yeah. I actually like. That's a good one. Yeah, and I like Under Siege. One. Under Siege is And tremendous. most of the other ones didn't really care Under for. Siege, too tremendous. The Glimmer Man. <laughs> Gary Busey. We, which we've talked and, about and on this Gary podcast Gary Busey before. and Drag. Gary Busey and Drag. Yeah. Is, and Tommy uh, Lee Jones. We're digressing a tad, but we always I will go, go to the grave saying that Tommy Lee Jones' performance, uh, of which there is a tie to The Fugitive in our film today, but Tommy Lee Jones's performance as the villain in Under Siege uh-huh. is fucking amazing. Yeah. It comes back around in your face. It's so It's the word revolution. It that's a goddamn it's gold. Yeah. <laughs> it is such a good performance yeah. because it's so schlocky when he's playing the musician. Oh yeah. And yeah. and it's almost like, okay, this is our villain. And it would have been fine if he stayed that that hammy kind of his version of Two-Face in Batman Forever. That's essentially what it was, <laughs> right? So had he stayed that, it would have been fine as the villain. But then he does the switch yeah, to that serious bit, but he's still got the one-liners, and it's goddamn genius. I yeah. love that. Oh, I, I watched it not too long ago. That's why I had yeah, that line ready too. to go. Yeah, it was on uh, whatever channel. I, I, I own it. It's a dual Blu-ray with Under Siege 2, Dark Territory. Um <laughs> Again, underrated gem, Captain Heigl. Young, and, and for Captain those Heigl. dedicated fans, you may have picked up on how Ryan always does the entire full title. He doesn't leave out. Yeah, that's my man, Doug Benson. Doug yeah, Benson. it's from that other the podcast, Almighty Doug, that he, you uh, love. Yeah, I, I, I follow him and I adhere to him. And and you his won. Rules are the rules. You won yes. it. He did that at the Traverse oh, City yeah, Film Festival. Yeah, yeah which we and talked Ryan about here won before. the prize. Yes, I love that man. Uh, so Above the Law, The Untouchables, and The Hudsucker Proxy, all in this film, wow. amongst others, among others, amongst others. Uh, man, if you could have been there, you could have met, met the man. 
Started it all with Dr. No. Oh, yeah. In The Untouchables. Right. You right. could have met him. No, I don't know. The scene that was filmed at the Blackstone, he was not in. It was oh. the... It, it's, a. I think, probably the most infamous scene. What's the most infamous scene from The Untouchables in your mind? Uh, the I just got Ron Silver laying at the bottom of the stairway with the gun pointing, saying, I got him. And then Ron shooting. Silver? Andy Garcia? Andy Garcia. Holy <laughs> shit! I told you I can't do names. The, the but this is a fucking thing. What and and oh I, about those two? I, think, I hope so because I, think I, I really look those, bad. Like, if they I get don't. confused all the time. I just did it. Yeah. Goddamn. And maybe it's because I secretly do it, but I never admit it publicly. Yeah. Well. But Andy Garcia. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm fully committed to not using names. Yes. Kid. I, I mean, I'm no good. Ron Silver. I Andy Garcia would not have done as well in Time Cop. Uh, as the main uh, antagonist, <laughs> in my opinion, so but, that you um, can't confuse. But uh, yeah, I the, don't know. That's the, what flashed into my mind. The baseball for some bat reason. scene. Yeah, yeah, that was brutal. Yeah, that was filmed at the ballroom of the Blackstone. Really? Yeah. Where the Capone? Yeah, baseball. Yeah, that whole scene. Oh my god. We, I mean, the hotel had people. You know, I told you uh, at one time had uh, like film seekers and location famous location seekers and would take photos. And and my job as director of sales, marketing, and events. All at once, at one time, I would you know get calls for this stuff. Yeah, it, it was it was bonkers at times, um, and people would come in. Uh, two guys came in. I told you this as far away uh, from oh, as from Russia. Yeah, yeah, I remember and they, they were me. they were doing something cool, and I never looked it back up. But they were um, doing they were going to famous uh, movie locations and recreating the scenes in photographs, and then putting them next to the original. To the oh. movie, so they and they had this binder that they. What showed movie me. were they? The Untouchables. Oh, it was so they were recreating <laughs> the uh, baseball bat scene, and then the Hudsucker Proxy, which is an underrated movie, I think, that I just love about the guy who invents the hula hoop. Yeah, and one of the best lines ever, and I may use this in my old age, my old married age, with my wife's consent. And Paul Newman says it. Um, it's it's a Christmas party that Hudsucker Industries is having, and Paul Newman is is kind of introducing Tim Robbins around. So he's just been announced as CEO, and this party is being held in the same ballroom at the Blackstone. And Tim Robbins says, "Oh, and I'm going to say it wrong, but oh, I I just met your wa- wife. She's a wonderful woman." And Paul Newman says, "So they tell me." <laughs> And it's the best, like in his cigar chomping, so they tell me. And it's the best response to, I just met your wife. She's a wonderful woman. So they tell me. And he walks the fuck on. That's hilarious. So that scene is filmed. Newman's one of one of our best. Yeah. Oh yeah. One of our all time greatest. And so that that's that. All of these movies are tied to one small hitch. Yeah. And that 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 thing was filmed all over the hotel, including the ballroom. Oh, so I, I I'm, think this, I'm excited to hear this the movie different kind of lives in infamy. Yeah, with you I, in a way in in cinema infamy. I think. Yeah, I can't wait to hear. What the... a bold statement on a little independent everybody. <laughs> if that was offside, Woo! no, because hopefully we're no. so big by now that uh, that that's relevant and matters. Huge. So uh, this movie, semi no longer. This movie was released in 2013. And I believe all of these things, we were talking about this last night, all these things that I was uh, a part of in, in the filming in location was maybe 2010, 9 or something. Yeah, the copyright at the end was 2012, and they got 
at least three film festivals in 2012 that I that I found. I think the first one was the California Indie Film Festival that yeah. he got him and into. I, you know, it it's it won and entered oh. a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah, he was. They were on the circuit for a good am, three years. Yeah, and and I'm sure it's a ton of work, but. Um, you know, and it's not, you know, I will say again, I mentioned it already. I did like the film, uh, and I, I was, Jess and I were invited to the official premiere and I forget where, but it wasn't Hollywood or Chicago, even downtown. It was like in a, like Gurney or a suburb, uh, in this beautiful theater. But it, you know, as I recall was the, you know, official or first screening maybe. Yeah. And I was nervous cause I don't like these kind of movies. And being in a old, you know, like this classic <laughs> theater and, you know, captivated by the moment. And, and the director, I should say, just I'll say it right off the bat, was um, the nicest human being in the world. I, I adored being around him. He had just this effervescence and light and he was so kind and humble. Yeah. Um, I, I would have done anything for this guy. And apparently, you know, I did. And I'll tell you the it's his, uh... solid favors I did for him later, I guess. Um, His first feature. Yes. Fresh out of USC. And so the description, again, I liked it, but I don't, I have some questions and I have some problems. But here's the description Josh's girlfriend wants to get married. Molly's boyfriend is married. Josh and Molly fly together to the wedding in Chicago, pretending to be engaged to make their parents happy. Comedy follows. Romance? (laughs) At. I don't really care for that. Oh my God, that's a terrible. Yeah. And again, John. And it wasn't Mr. Burgess, the police. If, it, if you did write that, I I, I know on IMDb. I don't think uh, that uh, that I don't know, but uh, <laughs> it's just not. Again, being you just don't, it, it, it. I don't think so because the description of the please the parents, you know, that, yeah, that to make the parents happy, it, you know, it buries you know kind of a bigger part of the story, I guess. But I don't love that description Mm-mm. and. I, again, you know, having been a tiny, tiny, tiny part of, of uh, having the movie be made, yeah, um, I still didn't really keep up much with it. You know, like I told you, I have a DVD copy of it, and I was delighted to watch it last night on yeah. Amazon Prime, so that was pretty cool. Uh-huh. That's where I watched it. And did I tell you to stay for the credits? I did. Okay. You did not tell me. All right. But I did the first time through, and- Yes, it did happen, and yes, I was very. I yelled, threw my arms up in the air, and said, "Yes, uh, pretty fun." And uh, and I did get my hotel mentioned in the film by name, which uh, I thought was pretty cool as well. Yeah. So I don't like that overall summation of the film, and you know, I, I mean, we're not maybe the target demographic for the movie, but I, in general, I don't love romantic comedies. I love. A few of them, but I don't love them in general. Yeah, we're, and I, I'm sure we've talked about that before. We don't do a lot of rom-coms, but yeah. there are a few that hit our radar that we really like, and, and this is really well done. Wings of Desire, for example. You, right. <laughs> I mean, a, everybody's still talking about the, about the, the famous rom-com. huge laugh riot. Wings of Wings Desire. Of desire. <laughs> it's a side slapper. But this movie is billed as a <laughs> comedy romance. What do you think of that? Comedy romance is right on. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's funny, and I, I still laughed at a couple yeah. of things that it, it, it is really well done. and forgot were there. And, yeah. Um, I was really surprised when I found out it was his first feature. Oh, really? Yeah, just because of how well done it was. Um, well, watching it, you know, I, I did watch a couple of scenes uh, being filmed, and um, 
it which you know, ones which ones yeah <laughs> um well uh the the stuff in the hotel in the Blackstone hotel and uh specifically the scene where um Max and or uh, Josh and Giselle hook up and they fall onto the bed breathless after So that sets. that room and is in the Blackstone. And the hallway and that maid's uniform. I got that maid that uniform. She was an actress and the others were extras. Okay. The I uh, was gonna ask you that. Yeah, the yeah. door hanger. The door ours. hanger I wrote down because Oh you did? Okay, interesting. Because well, we'll, we'll save it until we get there. Until we get there, but that was but, is, is that actually a door hanger from the hotel? Oh yeah. Yeah. It really says that. He had to take the the logo uh, of the hotel off, which right. I was bummed about, but uh yeah, that was But so, it yeah, really... we'll get there. Okay. Uh and we'll try again. We we promise <laughs> this will be engaging, I think, because I've been assured by my steadfast partner here that over the years he's had to hear these stories and he thinks they're fairly unique and interesting well, as again, it relates. So it's Here engaging. Huh. See what you see what you did there. Here we go. This whole movie's around an engagement. Uh, but having having seen parts of it being filmed, he's it, not hearing me. It looked like <laughs> it looked more. Um, it looked very professional. Although you know, I knew it was his first feature. Right. Um, oh, you did. His parents and a whole bunch of other people, as you saw in the credits, helped finance it. Yeah. Um, he got locations. Um, he got our location, the cheapest, cheapest, cheapest thing uh, he's ever seen, uh, which is, I think, why I got the maybe thanks that I got. But uh, anyway, I didn't know much about location fees as much as I do now back then. Well, he, but I would have um, done what I I would have gone back and done it anyway. Uh, he said I, the I budget was five, right around five hundred thousand. Yeah, in an interview, and he sold his condo in Hollywood. Yeah, and then he went out and started borrowing money from. Yeah. Parents and every relative, producers, his mom and dad, to get up to the lovely, lovely 5K, people as well. Five hundred k, yeah, yeah, and just a lot of folks from, if I remember, a bar that he he frequented, or that maybe that his parents ran or owned. Yeah, the list in the that? credits for um, called the family of investors. Yeah. Is huge. I mean, it goes. It yeah. scrolls forever. And he was really at the at this premiere, the, the first showing or screening. Uh, forgive me, I don't remember what it was. But he was again so humble and and yeah. so, um, you know, I, I think he he said he had a few drinks, uh, even and may have been a little tipsy. But he he was just like you know, just a regular guy, but did a really cool <laughs> and amazing thing. Uh, but this movie stars uh, Shane McRae as Josh Schiffman. Have you seen <sighs> Josh before in anything? No, no. I I wrote down forty one credits and Ryan Reynolds type. Ryan Reynolds. He struck as the first stuff. time I watched it. I'm like, it's kind of like a Ryan Reynolds. Okay. It just struck me like, you know, like a role that Ryan Reynolds would play. Interesting. It, but and he did take off yeah. his shirt quite a few times. He now took that, off his now shirt that I'm a thinking lot. about it. Yeah. <laughs> and trying... I saw that man shirtless. I saw him with my own eyes. I oh, was in, in a person room with him shirtless. Oh man. As he did push-ups and got spritzed down before he get ready for down the on scene that bed for that scene. That's a true thing. They and, have to, you know. uh, and Giselle, she's a she's a pretty lady. Yeah, we'll talk about her a little bit. I got some <laughs> notes on her. Um, excellent. Uh, he his IMDb IMDb best known for Sneaky Pete, um, <laughs> which is a show that I haven't seen, but I I, yeah. I love Giovanni Ribisi. He's in the Adjustment Bureau. Which is a movie I love. I yeah. may have talked about it on this podcast before, but I love that movie. It's a movie about hats, but I love it. And Emily Blunt is in it, and I love her. <laughs> and I remember when I met 
this actor and was or was introduced around him. He he was he was in Gossip Girl, so I remember hearing that like he's an actor who's in Gossip Girl. I thought I heard One Tree Hill. Somebody in the movie was in One Tree Hill, or, or maybe you know it changed. Uh-huh. But what I find is ironic. He he's also in The Help. This guy. Okay. So he's he's been in a few big movies, but uh, he's in a movie uh, called Lansky about uh, you know a true story. I think Harvey Keitel is in it. Um, about the mafia guy, and this guy plays Charles Lucky Luciano in Lansky. And Charles Lucky Luciano was a guest at the Blackstone, like a famous or infamous guest. Oh. So another weird tie. Did Capone stay there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Got his shaves and haircuts in the barbershop. Look at me. Oh, Bugs, Comes Bunny, right back. Bugs Bunny's coming back. Comes right back. <laughs> um, also starring Aubrey Dollar as Molly Mahoney. I love the alliteration in her name. Had you seen her in anything, the lead actress? I did not. And and it was fun to listen to the people say who she reminded them of and stuff in the interviews. Because I kind of had like Isla Fisher and maybe Amy Adams. But what came up was uh, McAdams. Rachel and, McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Yeah. And um, God, I'm doing it again. I thought I, 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 thought I was well, going to so, get it. So I, Annie Hathaway. Annie Hathaway. Okay. Yeah, I I get I get that because maybe she kind of looks like Anne Hathaway, and I think there's With more that hair. has yeah. That's the the closest. But I remember saying last night to Jess, I said this movie now could star Adam Pally and Anna Kendrick, and Anna Kendrick is who I was thinking of because, um, she's from Pitch Perfect. I I like Mr. Wright. Oh, okay, she, you know, in in Mr. Wright, she plays. Not the typical female lead, which I Was love it? about what Aubrey Dollar does in this movie. She's yeah. a little disheveled. She's not she's not the Giselle. She's a regular chick who just seems cool as fuck and you'd want to hang out with. And she's the, maybe a little off her game, although I don't know what jobs either of them have that they can just take off and stick around Chicago for months right. at a time and work at a frame shop. But um that's what I like about this movie, and right away, I dug their chemistry, and I dug the way that they were both written. Yeah. And in the reviews, a lot of people talk about how they felt they had no chemistry. So oh, I, di- I don't I, know. I, I thought they kind of did. I disagree totally. Their the chemistry is what made the movie. Yeah, I thought those so too. two those two were great together, and and they didn't even he didn't have the budget, so the casting's like just watching videos and stuff, and yeah. and he's like talking to him on the phone for great lengths of time, and then casted him. And hoping for the best, but it turns out um, both of them, uh, the two leads, had background in New York theater. Mm-hmm. And so they bonded really well over it. And then the girl says something about, well, he, he has this you know wonderful, beautiful wife you know, who was there with us, so there wasn't any you know, worry, any worry about, about Hanky Panky. Exactly. Were you going to say Hanky Panky as well? It, yeah, you stopped me like mid-word. Like, I, I had the H form. Didn't I tell you? That they're like symbiotic thing, or our Borg hive mind is is continuing yeah. to evolve. Well, it's weird. Think, here's why. I, I I've been thinking about this actually. You're not going to believe this, but I actually have. Uh huh. Think of some other things that you've done 36 times for two hours in length consecutively. Where is this going? How many other things in your life have you done 36 times for two hours in length consecutively? If, uh, I only wish. <laughs> is there i wish uh, there was a cooler answer may, may work yeah sleep yeah right and ali 
the See, Ali you're, podcast. You're, you remain the the Buddhist monk of this podcast, <laughs> my man, and I love you for it. <laughs> and I'll keep zen us. Moment. There's I'll a zen us, moment. I'll keep us firmly in the gutter. Uh, Aubrey Dollar, uh, her IMDb does best known for. I hadn't seen her in anything either. Um, her best known for first is Heavyweights. Remember that movie? No. About like it's a fat camp movie for kids made in the nineties. I think Ben Stiller oh, played wow. a villain character. I don't know if it's a movie you could make today, but I just remember that <laughs> as being an old school kind of fun movie. Speaking of Archie Bunker, um, second credit, second best known for is One Small Hitch. Okay, uh, and then yeah. Guiding Light, um, and Failure to Launch. Yeah, she was like the pizza girl or, okay? or a waitress or yeah. something, but really no part. But they all, all these, all, this whole cast is is theater. And yeah, they've done tons a lot of theater. Of TV and and yeah, she was on Dawson's Creek for a while, and maybe that's what the person at the hotel was telling me. Not One Tree Hill, but Dawson's Creek. And her first credit, her first actual credit. I wrote it down. You, he well, wants you too, Malachi. Children Part of the Corn Two, the final sacrifice. There it is. <laughs> Because I had no idea what was after Children, Children of the Corn Part Two. Absolutely, the and final you, you came through, brother. <laughs> Have you seen it? I've seen one, you know, a couple times. I mean, I saw one in the theater. So, might have even been the driver. I feel like I've seen one recently, or fairly recently, and I remember thinking, "Holy shit, this is boring." Yeah, I just remember is that it? line about he wants you to. Yeah, that and I remember really liking that movie. And maybe it's one. I don't know. I may have been in a weird mood, but I've seen a lot of them. And there is another tie to another Children of the Corn movie to this movie. Do you know that? No. Wow, it's fascinating. No, I think I Casper think so. Van Dien's in one. I've seen like five or six Children of the Corns. And I don't think they get better at all. But I kind of want to no. go back and see that second one. Because, I can't believe there's that many of them. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a whole lot of corn. Uh, I, I kind of focused on on the top two. And, and the third actual, technically third build and that officially is it, is Daniel J. Travanti, uh, who plays Max. Wonderful Max. And he is the, um, you know, da, probably the da, 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 the act, da, da. acting Palpatine there. He, he's the he's the big emperor. Yeah, and what he's best known for is that wonderful sh- cop show. Yeah, Hill Street Blues. Yeah, the, he was the, the captain, I believe it was. And he was born in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Did you know that? I, I, Isn't that weird? I saw it on there, but he yeah, like I didn't know a, it. Because there is another veteran Chicago actor in this movie, and I know you knew who it oh, was. Oh, I, I wrote down the line from The he's Fugitive. He's in every Chicago movie. You, I think that's a law. If it's filmed yeah. in Chicago, <laughs> yeah. Ron Dean has to be in it. Yeah, I hear his voice, and I'm like, yeah. that's what the guy wait? from The Fugitive, but how tall he, was he? But he didn't look like what it. What do you wait? Because you know, yeah. I'm picturing him in my mind from 20 years earlier. Yeah. But Daniel J. Travanti, I did. Uh, uh, I was around him. I didn't meet him directly, but he looked like super, super nice, and seemed really kind and humble. He was really nice to everybody. Uh, this was the last feature he's worked on. He's still living, I believe, and this was the last feature film that he's credited for. Oh wow! Uh, done lots of TV. The Man from Uncle, Mannix, Mission Impossible, Kojak. Um, but he's in a movie that I fucking love. And again, it's it's kind of <laughs> Jess and I are watching a lot of the closer, like I told you, and it it feels almost like it's trashy TV in a way because they're just mysteries like whodunits with Kira Cedric just leaning into that southern accent. I haven't. Who are you gonna what, be? What is it on Hulu or? Um, 
I don't even the know. Closer. I believe so. Yeah, it's Kira, Kira Sedgwick. Okay. Who, you know, is in one of the greatest movies of all time, Gamer, in one of her greatest performances of all time. But <laughs> so it's these just like whodunits. And there's a lot of this kind of switcheroo, like uh, Primal Fear switcheroos. But he plays the warden in the movie Just Cause. Do you know that one? Yeah, Talking about I, Sir I, Sean Connery? Yeah, it's been a long time. I love that damn movie. It's been a long I I don't And when Blair Underwood makes the switcheroo and it's fucking crazy that bomb that drops. So uh he's Oh, the there's one in, in that, that too, like the Ed Norton yeah, switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I said primal fear. Oh, yeah. I have to rewatch like, it. You know, innocent, falsely accused yeah. thing and You'll pray both sides. <laughs> yeah. That was terrible. Uh, I can't leave that to you as well. <laughs> so I'm going to note a couple of, of additional actors in this movie. Just I'll take some liberties if you don't mind. Uh, because Robert Belushi is in it. A Belushi is in it. Yeah. And I find the credits of this movie, they go so fast. Yeah. Do you note it? Like the so, jaunty music. I, I was trying to find out, but his first credit is 1986 as a child in a James Belushi half hour long TV movie. Yeah. Is it James Belushi's son? Nephew. Nephew, but so it's not John Belushi's. No, I think it's John Belushi. Oh no, I guess because I, I don't know was, when John passed I away. It was but... Jim's nephew. It's a Belushi. Everybody can look this up. Yeah, but, I can. Um, <laughs> so there's a Belushi. A Belushi is loose. The real Belushi in yeah. it. Uh, he plays Sean and in Chicago, no less. Yeah. Um. He. So I, I looked into his stuff a little bit. Uh, and again, I, there's some interesting stuff here. He was in Sorority Row, which is a fun little horror movie, a cheesy um, rom-com called Valentine's Day. Have you ever seen that one? Oh, yeah. I have seen that one. The it's, horror it's, film? No, no, no. The oh. the rom-com. Happy, no, blo- no bloody, oh, my, bloody Valentine. my Bloody Valentine. That's where <laughs> yeah. I would, sorry. I would, I've watched some horror flicks lately a lot. And, yeah. Yeah, and you. I've been texting you with them, yes. and so those I are popping it. in my head. I yeah, love it. Some really bizarre ones. Both My Bloody Valentines, I think, uh, the original and the remake in the 2000 aughts, whatever it was. The coal mines, like yeah. going out of the mines. Yeah, both yeah. of them badass. The second one in uh, 3D. So he uh, <laughs> he's in a movie called Cougars Incorporated. Oh, hey. So just look that one up. Hey, now. Do yourself a favor there. Um He's in an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is kind of cool. Yeah. And he just completed uh, a movie that looks like it's called El Tonro, uh, written and directed by Charlie Day, a man from um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You know who he is, Oh, right? okay. I-, I love that guy. And starring Ray Liotta. So maybe oh, Ray close to the last one? Her clo- yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And this movie also stars, and I have a conundrum. Uh oh. Rebecca Spence as Carla, so Sean's wife. I love her. I but I can't tell you why. And it's not because she she's, looks she's like got, Vera Farmiga. She's got or, charisma. But, she just owns it. But I know I love her from other things. I just can't think of what they are. But she's she's on her IMDB. It's, she's best known for this. That's number one. Yeah. And then she is in Man of Steel, Public Enemies, The Breakup which is a movie I really like. She's in Contagion. I kind of remember from that. And then she's in the newest Candyman, the remake. Yeah. But I remember her as this kind of jaunty, really super cute. Like, she's a cute lady. I wish I would have met her on this movie just to say hello because (laughs) she is a cute lady. Hello. Yeah, I wouldn't have been like that. So Carla, huh? Yeah. So Carla or Giselle? She's got dance moves. Oh, Carla, all the way. Oh, so you're a Marianne over a ginger kind of guy. 
Well, she, you know, I, she's a she's a woman, man. She's got a kid. She's, she's a lady. like, keep that goddamn baby monitor quiet, please. Yeah, like, when I he roars his car, <laughs> but she's got moves. Awesome. She's still going out to the club, you know, in yeah. the cheesy trying on the you know the clothing scenes. Yeah, I think her dances are legitimately great, <laughs> and probably improv stuff. And, and I don't know. And when she was on the treadmill, oh yeah, that girl's in shape. Uh, that that was filmed at the Blackstone. <laughs> oh, that was in their workout room. It was in the workout room. Yeah. Oh, this is uh, so completely cool. reconfigured, but yeah. Um, so, and also Janet Ulrich Brooks is in this again. We mentioned Ron Dean, the Chicago actor extraordinaire. Uh, he's in the fugitive. We talked about, he's in the dark Knight, above the law. Yeah. So he's in two movies that were filmed, um, at the Blackstone, but the guy's also in, you know, code of silence, Chuck Norris and Chicago. Oh yeah, I know that one. Well, he's in risky business. He's in the breakfast club. I mean, so that guy has done some stuff. Wait, who's in Risky Business? Ron Dean, the Chicago actor. Oh, I don't remember. God. Yeah, and he plays one of the parents in The Breakfast Club. Uh, this movie was written by Dodie B. Levinson. And uh, Dodie B. Levinson is also known for Angel 4, Undercover. <laughs> <laughs> and and they are friends. The director yeah, and, and Dodie also, are friends. That's uh, how they got he together. He wrote Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest. So maybe there's a little Children of the Corn connection that got Aubrey Dollar uh, involved, but isn't that crazy? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. The tagline. Oh, sorry. Ooh, I, I just did, uh, did the dumbest thing well, I could. Well, I, I wanted to give a little love to two more two more of the actors. Is that oh, okay? Can we, can we, sure. Let's give them some love. So I don't know that she stole the show, but she was fantastic for me, and that, that was Max's wife, Freda. Freda. Uh-huh. Yep. She just... Every scene, I mean, she just killed it. She was yeah. just so good as this, the domineering mother, but not yeah, trying trying to back off. And it just, every, I mean, it was, she was just so good. Yeah. And then, of course, she had the vixen. And um, so the looking vixen? down her, uh, oh, Heidi, Giselle. Heidi yeah, Giselle was. like a Swedish name, right? Yeah. And uh, so I, so I went down her film list and it was a, a relatively new one, like 2020 on mm-hmm. there. So I. It was on uh, Amazon, so I watched it. Yeah. And guess what? Huh. Okay, so it's 10 years later. She has dark hair. Uh-huh. She is the star of the movie, and the director, writer, producer, it's his first film. Oh, that's cool. And she got, and she's the lead, and she kills it. Really? It is a, like a psychological, twisty What's horror movie. 100 Days to Live. And she's the lead in the entire movie. Follow that up with 88 minutes starring Al Pacino. Yeah. And gone in 60 seconds because that yeah. would be and how long yourself. we would. Because you <laughs> oh, I went somewhere else with that. <laughs> oh, we could have named number movies for if a while. I, if I was in, you know, if we were in that. The you Magnificent know, if, if Seven we... after that. <laughs> 12 monkeys after that. If, okay. I, if I had to go into the room with the door knocker there on it, it'd be gone in 60 seconds. We. Well, we've Boom. lost the audience, but the thing is, we do this for us. <laughs> we, we don't do we, this for you people. We th- do this th- for us. Thanks, Ryan. I feel I feel so encouraged. <laughs> oh no, not now. you. That, it, it's <laughs> just, me. I, <laughs> it's we. So it's, you, know, you know when he's telling Rocky to stay down in the first one, you know when you say <laughs> stay, stay down, down, kid. Right? That, that's that's stay me. down. 
and I keep getting yeah. back up. We're gonna have to put a little asterisk before this one. It, it, it'll be a little. We we will digress a little bit in this one. But the movie was directed by John Burgess, um, and he is. I you know I didn't know much about him, and you know back in the day there was still um, IMDb, so I I was able to look him up and. Um, his uh, then principal entertainment was something I kept remembering. So yeah, like when he I get emails from him or when you know he, he wrote the the check uh, for the lo- location fee. I think it was principal entertainment. Um, but he's a graduate of USC School of Cinematic Arts. Um, the short that he did, and I still haven't watched it like an asshole, is the Powder Puff Principal, and it stars Clint Howard, Linda Blair. I mean, that's crazy, right? How did you get them? I don't know. And it, you know, we didn't, we talked a little bit, like he was, he could be yeah. chatty at times. Like yeah. it wasn't just business. Um, but I, looking back, I never, you know, I don't think I <laughs> asked meaningful questions probably. Yeah. You know? Can you imagine having to be Linda Blair your whole life? You had to have to answer, you know, green yeah. pea soup questions. Yeah. Yeah. For something you did Aren't when you, you were like. you didn't have to have green pea soup in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> What was she like twelve or something when you know, she did that? And it's like your career. Did the green pea people reach out to you to be their spokesperson? Hey, did Campbell's for cut soup? you? Yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, John has a movie in development right now called The Catch. Good for him. So I, I know he got a second movie from this movie, like a movie deal, because they yeah. talked about it in one of the interviews, yeah. and, and he went on. But yeah. He's talented. Very, yeah. de- definitely a great talent. Again, nicest human being. I, I remember just nothing but great things. He was truly just an awesome dude. Uh, the tagline, and here's something I'd, I'd love to ask him, um, and I'm you know, going to try to reach out to him. He's not on Facebook, I don't think, uh, and see if he wants to talk to us about this movie. But the tagline is, love with strings attached. Ooh. That's on the cover. Yeah. And I didn't see any other alternate. Love tagline. with strings Love attached. With strings attached. I like where it's going with that, but I just the Too strings cheesy. attached, I'm not feeling I kinda liked it, you know. And and again, I'm not like rose colored glasses on yeah. this because you know, John Burgess was such a cool guy and the experience was so awesome. But yeah, I I it kinda it makes a little sense. Well the one scene that that probably refers to is yeah. when when the, the two lead couple finally actually hook up. Yeah. And she says, I want to, no, no strings, strings attached. attached. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's probably what it came from. That's a good point. That is a good point. Um, and I, again, I don't know if, you know, a movie like this where it felt like he had a lot of control, um, maybe he did uh, come up with it. But I, I do think it's it's kind of cool. Um, and it's it's not, it doesn't defer you. I don't know what else I would, you know, maybe. Yeah, I don't what know what, what, could, what with. could you write that's better, you know. A little it's independent, uh, a little independent podcast at gmail.com and send us your ideas, maybe, if you watch the film, which uh, we hope you do. Uh, I didn't get any budget info on it, and I think it's on IMDb Pro, and I just I didn't have a lot of time to. Well, in in the one interview I saw, he did say five. He made reference oh, yeah, to five hundred thousand. Right. I think he may have actually said that when we talked. Uh, but uh, nothing on what it made uh, or how many theaters it got into. Uh, but uh, a couple of interesting tidbits: the producers licensed 16 seconds of 16 candles for when Molly Mahoney is watching t- the TV as an homage to John Hughes. Which you know, I guess you know that's an Illinois-ish yeah. type of thing to do. And John Burgess won the Rising Star Award at the Naples International Film Festival for one small hitch. Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't. He, I think he won like seventy-five awards yeah. or some crazy. And there's thing. a lot of little stuff uh, here and there, but um, I mean, yeah, it won. It won a whole bunch of awards. Um, 
Uh, and that stuff matters. And I just wish, I honestly, I think about this guy all the time, actually, not all the time, but like, you know, occasionally when I think about movies and his name pops in my head, like, you know, why hasn't he done more? Why hasn't he done anything bigger? Maybe a choice. Um, you never know. Um, and I hope, you know, making the movie and everything was pretty yeah. pleasant. You look at the interviews and he seems like, uh, like it was a good time for him. So yeah, I didn't write down how many director credits he has currently, but yeah. I want to say it was like, it looked like maybe half a dozen on there or yeah. something. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's got fast credits and it and it starts on a on a girl's ass, which you know I I it does I guess I appreciate that in a way. You know, you've got a a fade in <laughs> Hollywood girls, Tower and girl's sweet ass, and then oh, when she's on top of yeah, she's on top, on top of Josh. Of Josh. Yeah. She's just so they're making out, and it's funny very because, aggressively. Yeah, you know, they have to establish, and I think they do a good job at establishing our lead characters and that they're different pretty quickly. Yeah. So Josh is making out this hot girl. He, you know, they're clearly going somewhere and he does what every guy would do while about to get it on with this, you know, ridiculously hot girl is look in her travel luggage to see what magazine she's bringing. <laughs> it just just happen to look over because you're not focused on this. Right. Ten. Nothing. That, nothing going on. And 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 mind you, she was very aggressive. Yeah. You know, not She's wanting like, his attention to be anywhere this. else. We are going to do things there aren't even words for yet. <laughs> and this guy's like, huh, wedding magazines, what? We and are going to make Ron Jeremy out. blush. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's funny, I you know, of uh, of the, there's a lot of, I guess, ways to establish, you know, the, the different kind of personalities of the character. But it, that yeah. it establishes him as kind of an extreme, like he's, 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 tagged as a player a yeah. lot and i don't know if i maybe i mean i guess the business he brings to that frame shop holy shit <laughs> that guy yeah oof. well and to his credit he's got to do that depth he's got to be the player yeah. but then be good-hearted deep down you yeah, know he's I, got great parents overall the guy does it yeah does he, a good and job. he does he brings it yeah so but he's that's that's tough to do i would imagine and so he <laughs> he breaks up with this girl which it reminds me of the movie yeah. Tomcats, um, and not that I think that these two movies are very similar in a way, but I do kind of have a sneaky like for that movie Tomcats, where Jerry O'Connell is about to get blown by like the hottest girl in the world, and she's like, "I won't do it until you say these three little words," and he's like, "No," and he like makes her leave the hotel because <laughs> he thinks it's "I love you," yeah, and she's like, "No, suck my dick," <laughs> and she leaves, you know. So I ha- always I had reminiscent of that, you know. Uh, what was movie was this? Tomcats. Tomcats yeah. Okay, I need. <laughs> it's funny. I, I think that movie's funny. Well, yeah, he's like, "What do you think's going to happen this weekend?" You know, because they're flying yeah. to Chicago for a wedding. And, and you know, he, oh, you're taking me to be meet your parents to get married. You know, and then and she's dumped. And cut to our lead actress Molly, who is I I love this one. I love this particular trajectory breakup. Uh-huh. Whatever's the musician, the musician part of Lance, it. A musician. Yeah. He's got the keyboard in the back seat. Oh, and, yeah. And yeah. they're driving to the airport. Yeah. What the hell's a keyboard doing in the back seat? So he's her boyfriend is picking and she's in, in LA, right? Yeah. And they're both in LA. Yes. And I they introduce her kind of ditzy LA friends, and it's fun. And it's a little cliched, but again, they establish our leads and they're both kind of and this is where you get Molly's a little bit of a hang loose. I what they, what do they do? They, they never it, reference it. it. No, no, because they, you know, later on they're like, just stay 30 more days. And I, then, I mean, okay. Josh references in a conversation, like, 
is everything okay with work? And I think he means at the frame shop, but like, yeah. what are their lives yeah, no, in LA that they, they can just leave? Yeah, there is a, there is, they just skipped okay. over that. I, I missed it. No, I, I watched They, they skipped over what their lives are in LA. And gotcha. Because you just, at the drop of a hat, can stay 30 days. Yeah. Yeah. So Molly is picked up by, by Lance, this musician. Come on, babe. The, the, Lance the wild card. And it's so funny kind of what happens to him. Laying on the Because it could be super cliche. He's just a dopey musician who's going to be going to this wedding with her that yeah. she's told her family she's bringing a mystery man. Yeah, yeah. And, and she's again, all excited I'm, for her. I'm in. I'm okay. You know, yeah. again, I'm in, in my head sitting in this old theater and Gurney, it's probably not Gurney, thinking, oh my God, this thing better not suck. Like, you know, because I, I think it says Blackstone Hotel in it and all this stuff. and it, Or at least worried. just not be something I don't like, you know. And, and I remember immediately being like, I like this. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I was taken by the quality of it, like the shots of Chicago. And, I you know, I, I'm, I don't like typical establishing, establishing city shots. Yeah, you know the the statue of the Jesus in Brazil nine thousand times. I'm sorry, Fast and Furious Five, but the shots he chooses of Chicago are awesome. Make the city look super interesting. Yeah, in using the water and and in, I don't I don't know. I think he does a really good job. He, he did you know the Sears towers in there quite a bit, but yeah. then there were day shots, night shots, you know. And he did. I mean, he he's fresh out of school, and he did buy the book. You know, yeah. the, all the establishing shots before the night scene, before the day scene. You know, there are some long shots, and that's you know, my criticism. It's a little long, and there's some. I don't know. You know, some shots that could have been a little shorter, but you know, a lot has to get put in. And again, it didn't really drag for me. Yeah, no, you know? it didn't. Even though it I'd didn't seen feel many, like an hour you know, forty five times before. Um, so. <laughs> They get to the airport. Yeah, I this was my laugh out loud. I this was my first LOL, and yeah. and then uh, <laughs> this other couple show up, and they're like, Lance, and he's like, Oh, yeah, hi, and then then the husband's trying to get his wife to go because you know they see Molly standing there. No, no, and the wife's like, No, no, wait a minute. Who do you know, Bridget? And she, who's Bridget? His wife. <laughs> now this is one of those like it looks like they're meeting friends that he hasn't introduced yeah, a girlfriend yeah. to yet or something. No. And then that surprised the shit out of me. It, was uh, funny it did me too. And then she's like, she turns around, they do the little argument thing. He's like, why couldn't you just tell me the truth? And then, and then just this beautiful, beautiful one liner of all these, cause you wouldn't have slept with me. Yeah. And then out comes the Irish yeah. red haired background and she just slugs them. And, and they really yeah. did that. It POV. sounds like your music sucks. <laughs> yeah, after he's on the ground, knocked out cold. Yeah. But the the POV with the punch with her and her like biting her lip and making that face that was done really yeah. well. It was funny. And and that that actor who plays Josh has a little bit of a like that actor. I don't know if maybe it was improv, maybe but Lance he, the or, yeah the Lance, musician. Okay, when um he starts singing Elvis in the car, and you're like you hate oh, him. She's like don't fucking do it. <laughs> and then you know he's like oh pretty charming. And then you're like okay. What else is going to happen? And then the guy's fucking married. That's that was great. That yeah. was great. And the way they did it, run into that other it was couple, super fun. Yeah. Uh, and I like the again, the, you know, you're kind of establishing different things. You know, much like Fast and Furious franchise did in the beginning of Hobbs and Shaw by establishing The Rock and Jason Statham had clearly different morning routines. 
they do the same thing here. Oh, sorry. Um, and and Josh is at the airport, and so did you. Did you not like Josh, kind of as a character at any point? Oh, uh, I'm just um, asking as a friend. Well, you, you like the bar scene that's coming up when he starts hitting on the other girl. To not like him a little bit. Well, because he, he's so he, yeah. I mean, he, he's at the airport he, and he's hitting on a. He's he's laying on the player thing pretty thick. Yeah, and he's on the phone with somebody. He's like, oh, like it got to go right. Like, it was his brother. Oh yeah, on the Molly's, phone with his brother. Molly's. Um, or, no, Molly's brother, his best friend. Yeah, his best friend. Right. And, and he's like, how hot is she? And it's, yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's fun, but he's like, flight's delayed a few hours. I'm going to go, you know, get lucky, you know, get airport lucky. Yeah. Have you done that? No, I don't like, like to fly. Like layover stuff and, you know, there's a, there's a Ramada, you know, like right adjacent. Have you ever hooked up in an airport like that? Never. Really? Like waiting for a flight? Have you've never like no, made a love connection? No, but I can see behind your eyes. You got some stories that no, you I can tell me after class. I don't. That's why I want. I want your stories. <laughs> oh, you want mine? Zero. You want? I've never had the layover like that, and I didn't fly my. You know, back in college, my flight to Switzerland. You know, we had a couple of stops for that, but that they were kind enough to bring the choir along yeah. with the jazz band, so that made things real easy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You know, I, I I really think that the, yeah, the flight, so they're saying the flight's delayed three hours, and he's going to get it on with this this um, girl he meets at uh, at the airport who's also quite forward. Like, she is, oh, is yeah. DTF at this point. Now, you cut back to Molly's experience, <laughs> which I think is really funny, in that, like, she's just, like, broken up with her boyfriend, yeah. and she's, like lost her mind and she's in the bathroom having a meltdown yeah just in the stall yeah. just crying uncontrollably like this echo and this flight attendant who yeah. is she a character actress that we know I don't, she looked familiar i really when I she's smiling in the mirror when she did that fake ah. smile in the mirror and then she slides her a pill and, and molly's oh this is funny she's crying between her tears going what's yeah. that and she says did she say flight attendant or stewardess? I always want she to say stewardess. I think I thought okay, um, yeah, and I just best you know, friend flight attendant. Yeah, her one of her best friends, you know, does this, and I thought you know it's an anxiety pill or whatever, and she comes stumbling into the bar, seeing Josh, and it, is it ecstasy? Well, they reference ecstasy, yeah, but they so don't she, ever say if it is, that pill was or not. But we don't know. Whatever it's doing is giving her similar effects because there's you know some funny scenes where. I think is Josh on the phone still, and she's in the background. Yeah, the the girl, he, the woman he's hitting on is, you know, they agreed oh, to go to a hotel together, and, and he's she's, seeing her. Over. They're leaving, and then he turns to look, and Molly's at the bar rubbing yeah. like this a biker dude, <laughs> this biker guy's bald head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the girl says to to Josh, "Oh, she'll be fine." And and yeah. this is where it turns. This is where his you first see his nice guyness. Yeah, and he it's he doesn't too, yeah. he lets he, you know. He doesn't go. He he it's goes back and gets Molly. Sister. Yeah, and yeah, and this girl who is horny as shit. Yeah, I mean at the and she looks like a business professional. I I, right. I call maybe foul on that one, but she is ready to go and, and like leave this drunk bitch behind. Yeah, <laughs> she's gonna end up dead in a gutter somewhere, right? And or god awful things happening to her from she this, just wants this because she's so talk. yeah she's so stoned. And the the shot of Molly in the back with the hand on the head, I laughed again out loud. I yeah. thought it was funny as hell. Rubbing his bald head. And and him deciding to stay with her. And immediately I I liked their chemistry. 
Yeah. And I like the idea that it's his best friend's kid sister. Yeah. That's just cool. To me for some yeah, reason. This, it's just kind of a neat little dynamic. They're old enough for it's not to be weird, clearly. Yeah, because of the because of the rom coms are also formula. Yeah. You know, it was nice to see these different little twists and things that you don't necessarily always see. Yeah. And they have that cool that cute little conversation about their parents and about them not being married or engaged or whatever. And and he has a you know, and, and there's clearly a cultural clash set up because there's oh, yeah. an Irish thing and there's a Jewish thing. Yeah. And he says his parents are like two Jewish parakeets. Yeah. And it's a funny line. And that stuff, I'm usually like, uh-oh. Yeah. But it's done really well, and it's not over the top, I don't think. Yeah, I played a wedding up here, here actually, a few years back, and it was an Asian uh, woman and a Jewish man. Wow. And they had both sides completely represented with bands and music and, and traditions, and they did both of them. And it was really something to see. It was really cool. And, you know, of course, we got to sit out. We came in and played when, you know, when it's dance time. But, um, you know, the big, long ram's horn and thing, you know, it was a tradition to for the the guy to, to, to blow the horn and make Ooh. the sound. And, right. you know, it was, starting and then, to get a little aroused here. Did Sorry. It, <laughs> Sorry. Can you talk slower, please? Yeah, yeah. No, I, well, I guess, you know, I said the guy, but, you know. It works both ways. I'm, t- right? I'm telling you. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just telling you how my, I feel. My, my, my description. And so already in the movie, you know, I, I remember the first time thinking, this is a legit freaking movie. You know, like I knew that. Oh, you were, were worried it was going to be. Well, no, like... no. I just, you know, you see it on a big screen and it's like great performances already, like yeah. really legit. So I went from, you know, I don't know, and I'm, I'm hoping to like this to. How much am I gonna like this? Oh yeah, it's you know, I love it. How am I changed now? You know that I and, and what other movies have I missed? Um, which is okay. Was it? Do you know if it was digital or if it was on film? Thirty-five I millimeter. Remember. I cannot remember. Oh, but they, he did have a crane in the very unique suite at the Blackstone. Yeah, not a sponsor of this podcast, at least at this time. I can't. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it was you know there are a lot of things that made you like, wow, this is really cool. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple of cool crane shots in the, in the movie as well, but, uh, it, it felt to me in all the conversations I was having with him and how he was scrapping for everything that this was very independent, if not like, like a step over a student movie that had some really, you know, talented and well esteemed actors. Yeah. Well, all his experience up to this point is short films at, at USC, you know, and, and some, and videos and yeah. stuff like that. So this is his, well, I, so it, the, the big question maybe is. Uh, you know, they filmed, I think, for two days at the hotel and they shut down the lobby for a period of time. They filmed in the health club. They filmed in heaven, a suite that's on the top floor of the hotel. It's got 22 high foot ceilings. Wow. 22 foot high ceilings. Woof. And um, so th- which enabled them to do that big crane shot. And there's a couple other shots in there. Uh, them banging against the door. Yeah. Um, and that kind of thing. Um, they filmed think that's it yeah oh in the ballroom and in the foyer of the ballroom the um the white chicago is is separate right from yeah that? okay yeah so uh in all i charged him five hundred dollars and the big thing is you know we were doing 
and I was doing a lot of these tours, which we called, and it's not a nice thing to say, but we so called. you you were in the parking lot in the car with, <laughs> with the yeah. And looking back, the, the, the corporation should have fired me for that yeah. terrible decision. Five hundred dollars because in today's money, that's fifteen grand. With, okay, uh, with location fees and knowing more about them now. Yeah, um, no, but you I, you allowed this film to get made, well, Ryan. I know. If I, it wasn't for your not, your you kindness of five hundred dollars, and 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 it was, and I will say it, and I'm not trying to make myself look any better now but as <laughs> in my role and i like the the f and b director at the hotel which is a, a serious uh, just an asshole i did not like him uh was furious at me because we had to like shut the lobby down for a minute and it was like the open like uh, obscure yeah. the the opening uh, door to his restaurant and then he found out how i only charged 500 bucks for it this fucker went off what the fuck is the bullshit blah 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 and i'm like you know is the artistic choice what i'm saying is and it was because it's a newer hotel and trying to create buzz is what's cooler than walking into a hotel and there's filming a fucking movie right well and that movie lives in forever right the, exactly and they it was, say it the, was they like say the hotel professional enough and like back to one all right move it move it yeah. position one quiet on the set yeah they had to shut the whole lobby down for a period of time and we still we couldn't shut the hotel down so there were guests and i was like stopping people from making noise yeah. And this this dude was like, oh, people are going to be fucking pissed and we're going to be, you know, Google reviews were new at the time. And this is fucking bullshit, this asshole. And I'm like, chill. Look how fucking cool we look. Yeah. So, and, and oh, you deal with it then. So I didn't. I, I Because there weren't like, you know, there wasn't security and it wasn't a crew of millions. So I was stopping guests and I said, if you wouldn't mind just waiting, you know, there's a film, you know, a, a film being filmed. It's just, you know, whatever. Nobody was pissed. Everybody was like, holy shit. Yeah. Is there a, is that, this a movie being filmed? And I said yes. And the big, are there any famous people here? And I said I cannot disclose that. And I just kind of smile like, eh. <laughs> now they didn't know how famous anybody right. was. I mean, maybe Daniel J. Trevanti, but automatically, I think our hotel went from whatever this hotel was in the South Loop to holy shit, this place is the bomb. Yeah. And maybe they had to wait an extra fifteen minutes, but fuck that guy. Oh, you absolutely. Know? So and, and he's it, the reason you don't want to go to go to work. And I would you know, when you had to work with people. And like I that. would, uh, you know, I would. Uh, it was by, um, you know, some art schools downtown in the, in the South Loop and, and the South Loop campuses. And so when students would ask me, like, we, you know, use because we have this historic nineteen ten hotel, and it was fucking sick. Yeah. And there were just unique people did photo shoots all the time, and I encouraged it because it made us look cool yeah it didn't matter like if it was a famous thing or not it was just a fucking photo shoot and it looked cool so and that's people talk about it and, and i then... think it worked so fuck everybody who thought i was an asshole and a young punk back then <laughs> i'm getting it out right now yeah this is therapy session and, right here brother <laughs> and, and being a part of filming this movie is goddamn rad and in everybody opinion, in so. europe that is listening to the podcast you know when, that hears this is just jumping up and yeah. down and screaming yeah telling us you know but, they want us over there so, fuck those american attitudes so they they weren't super intrusive i mean they had to completely re re establish the health club which wasn't huge yeah but it was all facing one way and they had to face it all the uh, different way cuz the lighting and everything um but yeah it was it was really freaking cool so i only charged in $500 which and I think he told me like others are charging ten thousand a day, yeah. And and it, this shows you how upstanding and maybe not a how a Hollywood guy this is. Yeah. He told me that he's like, dude, charge more. And I and I like I can't afford more. And I said, you know what, I'm not. And I I think I told him, and I hope I'm not making any of this up. But 
that's not why I'm doing this. I'm doing this because, and I told them flat out, I love films and I'm a huge movie nerd. Yeah. And I think it's going to look cool for our hotel and social media was new at the time. So I'm like, what's cooler than any of this? So that's again, I, I was, I, what, you know what, if I could have gotten 10 grand and looked like a hero for my corporation, been promoted sooner or whatever, maybe that was the right thing to do. But this is how independent was, films get made from love and grit. And I'm not running Marriott now. Yeah. And I could <laughs> no. have been <You're... laughs> if I had just made that one no, decision and made yeah. our month and I fucked it <laughs> by only charging this guy $500. But anyway, that's where we're at. The film got made because of that. No. And at it would have gotten made, guaranteed. Yeah. But I think it does look not cooler. For, not for that. Because I am going to call out some shots that I think look oh, fucking yeah. gorgeous because of that hotel. Yeah, those those pillars are just incredible. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, we have, uh, we've established couples. We get to a point where an additional kink is thrown in. Oh, in yeah. That Josh gets a call <laughs> from his father. I, wait, I have a quick tagline for you. I'm sorry, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know how we were talking about the woman in the bar, the businesswoman, and how she, you know, was ready to go and didn't care about whether Molly got, you know, killed or raped or anything else. Yep. But so Molly, what I wrote down for that scene was the Josh and Molly cock block meet cute. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. CBNQ. Yeah. CBMQ. That's C- a CBMQ. Yeah, and I've never have, have we. Yeah, so we got. And how many movies do or how many movies start on an ass? And did Ooh. this one do it better? I bet it did. <laughs> and we we get another kink in that John gets a call from his parents, and I love the like Josh, well, your father's upstairs and all this stuff. Frida, and, my favorite. And then it you know a bomb is dropped, and this is one kind of yeah. kind of goofy line in the movie. I don't know. Why they chose, but Josh's Josh's dad has months to live because he's got the big C. That's a thing. What I've heard that said in the hospitals. Yeah, because I've lost. Well, I know it's a thing, but, but they, it's it's, isn't it known they, it's as like they being can't corny? say the word; they just say yeah. C. Yeah, uh, the big. But it seemed I don't know. Isn't that the corny way of saying it? Like, you know, in Chicago, you say I got cancer. No. Maybe effective. It felt right for me. Interesting. It stuck yeah, out as kind of goofy. The way in it, making it less and dramatic. Maybe, you know, and I expected keep, so less you know, emotional. I expected all this weight and gravitas from Daniel yeah. J. Trevanti, but so, and then he, you know, brings about the rest of the movie is that he, I don't know, I, he his, guilts his son in a little bit. Yeah, his only regret. He has one regret. Yeah, which is two. Meet the future. Yeah, we're not going to do it, everybody. But <laughs> he, wished, he wishes he could have met the woman his son's going to marry, which I is you know. And then he says, that's "Cute." And then he looks at Molly, passed out there, and he says, "What if? What if you? I tell you, told you, you already had." Yeah, because it's you know the kid's sister. And so everybody again, the knows big each thrust, other. and here's the big thing of the movie is they um, decide to to. Um, pretend to be engaged to appease Josh's dad yeah. and maybe leave Molly a, a little bit of, of her embarrassment because she's not coming solo. She's bringing a mystery man, and the mystery man is somebody they've known all along. So it lines up. Yeah. Yeah. And Molly, you know, 
establishes her character too, but she's already, you know, Marianne, kind-hearted. Yeah. She, well, she, she nails that right away. It's funny because they- Except the punch. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, I like her. I like her the way she dresses. I like everything about her. And and it and they're not leaning too much into the Irish redheaded thing. Um, although, did you feel like she looked red? Her skin looked red in like every scene? I saw one scene like her skin looked- Oh, really? Fiery. And I wonder if that was- wasn't an anger scene or something, but anyway, that's a weird yeah, thing to point it out. May we may edit that out completely because, in hindsight, that didn't seem important at all. Well, you know, when you get story, you get emotional. Something you get flushed. That is true. That is true. But a lot of the reviews talk about how they think she's the doormat and she's abused and walked upon, and I guess I could see that perspective, but. She never Ugh. feels like she's out of control. She feels like she's in control, and it's like a who's manipulating who type of thing. Yeah. And she's going along with it, and I may be completely off, but she never feels like a victim in any way to me because they they are clearly saying that they're, you know, that this is a thing. And, and she's she says a kid it. sister of, you know, her brother's best yeah. friend. You know, I can imagine those people she, in my life too. And like, well, she's always wondering what it's like to to be proposed to to yeah. to go through all the the you know the ba- the not the baby showers but the bridal showers and what it feels like with all that attention. Yeah, and she's getting to experience that, and then the conundrum is it's not real, you know. Yeah, for and her. that's what's cool about it. But I, what I love, what I need to ask you is, how does she get on the plane? He put her there. I know. He's, he love, says that to I her. Love, I know. She and wakes I thought, up on the plane. You know what movie I went to right there? Uh, oh, you can shit. nail it. You can nail it. What movie? How, how did I get in this bikini? Where oh, are my clothes? Yeah. Yeah. I put it on you. <laughs> Night and day. Yeah, that's Tom right. Tom Cruise yeah. and uh, um, that's right. Blondie. What the heck? Cameron Diaz. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Star of the trailer in the movie In a World. Another great episode of this podcast. In a world. So is it feasible that he got a fully unconscious woman onto a major airline? Oh, yeah. No. (laughs) Because I think somebody. Now, if all the flight attendants on that flight are taking that shit, I don't know if I want to fly that airline, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I don't fly, so I don't know. Are you allowed to carry somebody on and put them in their seat? I think you can carry an unconscious human being onto a flight. Like, Like, if I'm afraid to fly, like, we're we're going to Belgium to do a live show, right? And I got to fly across the sea, and I don't want to do that anymore. I cannot carry your unconscious body onto the flight, I believe. Uh, Please tell us, listeners. Please write right into us. uh, I don't know. Because we got to figure out how how I'm going to Europe. (laughs) <laughs> Optimally, and we've talked about this, you would be fully sedated the whole time, and I would be responsible for the full weight of your lifeless body, Sed- you know, yeah. everywhere. Well, she wakes up you know, while without, in flight. like, a, a Andrew McCarthy or Jonathan Silverman-esque person yeah. <laughs> to be my other person to your Bernie. Right. It was a long walk to yeah. that, and we got there. And but. then there's a plane crash in night and day, anyway. Exactly. Uh, so they land in Chicago, and this is supposed to be a hush-hush. This is another line I love. There's a huge like yeah. congratulations party. Both families for for each for Molly yeah. and and that's Josh. fun because it's like the families kind of know each other and that's kind of neat and that can you know create little yeah you know maybe it would be more fun if they were strangers but it doesn't make sense. But she's like, wait a second, this shit was supposed to be hush hush. Like Father Shanahan is out there. Yeah, and I started to laugh. <laughs> and clearly that's from like, her side. 
<laughs> Shanahan's well, yeah, a, you like, know, Irish just name. Just that such a funny line, and she was so like she delivered it so well. Like fucking fathers out there, like everyone is out there. <laughs> yeah, it, not that she's overly religious, but the significance of you know, like that guy came out to the neighborhood event, which was clearly filmed at O'Hare. I because and I, O'Hare is thank, but that's yeah. pretty baller. Yeah, it is. That is. Definitely and all those, there. all those extras, and, and the way, in the it was funny because they kind of made it look like they came around a corner. You know, they had to, so it'd yeah. be a surprise. Yeah, really well done. Um, and so you know, again, you you start to see, you know, the char- the side characters and all these, you know, veteran character actors, and you know, I think next, and and they have to, you know, what he does really well, I think, is establish a lot. In a little time. And he also, first time movie, by the way, works with babies twice. Oh. So, you know, talk about putting added pressure on yourself. Yeah. Babies and so, pets are, really, are, yeah. are Apparently the, the, the no-no because you, you can't control them. And then, you know, we you get the intro of the brother and sister yeah. being, um, so the brother is Josh's best friend and the brother is, of course, Molly's brother. Then you got your sister-in-law, Carla, yep. and they're in, he's really pissed because he thinks his sister's pregnant because yeah. there's no way Josh would yeah. marry his sister unless, yeah, you know, unless sister. he knocked her up. Yeah. yeah. And their conversation back and forth is funny because she is being the rational one. Carla, and, yeah, and, yeah. And the writing's so great and she delivers it great. And then at the end, she says something about like, maybe he's done it. And then she's yeah. like, oh, so God, she's totally pregnant. Yeah, yeah. He, whatever he says, yeah, she's like, oh, oh yeah. shit, she's pregnant. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And yeah, very funny. Well done. It's it's really really super cool. And the house there is there is a house when they go to, which is clearly Josh's family's, right? That right. I think is in Oak Park, uh, which is where Jess and I moved to together and and lived. And special before place before you were married. Or? Yeah. So when we started dating, I was living downtown. She was in Oak Park. You were living together before you were married. Yes, we we I moved across the street from her like a month later, and we moved in like we moved in quick, like <laughs> sinful. Is this, oh, we did I was all gonna say this. Sinning. We did like the worst sinning. <laughs> this is this is we Irish did all Catholic of it and, yes. and Jewish non acceptable. Yeah, we we I mean, I, after the first night I met her, I, I would have just moved in with her immediately. We would have sinned that bad. But wow, we need to write a movie about you two. Um, <laughs> what was your meat cute? <laughs> and <laughs> so. I the the style of home because there's a lot of Andrew Wright or Andrew Andrew Lloyd. I was gonna say Andrew Lloyd Webber homes out there. There's a lot of Phantom of the Opera homes and cats, and which we covered in a shit. in the the episode with Jess. Uh, I'm already fatigued. We talked about. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to learn to eat, you know, before you come yeah, in, and not right after. There. Andrew Lloyd Wright, Andrew Philip Glass, Philip Morris. Anyway, um, that kind of style of home, and uh, that looked like one of the houses that. Uh, I recognized. It's, okay. Uh, one two two eight Forest Avenue. We kind of looked it up, and yeah. So at this point, there's a bunch set up. There's a lot of premise set up, and it's also this mom's second wedding. So there's a lot going on now. At this point, yeah. were you kind of worried, like keeping up with everything? And- no, no. I was, you know, the couple of laughs I had before this, I was, I was all in and just enjoying the ride. Then they're having the little argument. Josh and Molly are getting an argument at the house about perpetrating this ruse and she's getting up in his face and and then he says oh, i didn't know you're gonna introduce me to the or tell my tell my cousin or whoever it was you know that we were naming our kid after the 10 apostles and oh, she Luke? says 12 genius yeah <laughs> 
and then oh, the yeah. parent, yeah, yeah. and so that made they, me laugh out loud. That was a funny scene. And yeah. then the, and the then cousin the, Yankel or whatever. And yeah, that little and the kid. little girl, like, so how are we raising the baby? Grilling him. Yeah, yeah. that was super funny. Yeah. Oh man, I forgot about and, that. And and uh, and then you know the parents then step in and just kind of are smiling because yeah. the two married couple are you know well, what it, what it turns arguing. out is like like Josh and and Molly are trying to work this out and they eventually tell the brother and the sister that they're that's fake. Which I think yeah, is, is yeah, Carla knows it's in it's, all their montages. Yeah, yeah and, it, and that that kind of makes it cool, but it, it's kind of like the parents are behaving badly because the religion clashing, and it's not again over the top, but they're kind of funny scenes. Just with like just the, slight concerns about what's coming in the future, but then Mom offers them the apartment. That's above yeah, the like, store. Yeah, where are they where are they going to stay? And everybody assumes they're going to stay in a. Like a trundle bed or something. Oh, that was that whole yeah. scene. First, they said you're staying here. Yeah, and they're like, at the no, house. we'd rather stay at a hotel. Yeah, and then, and and then the uh, the uh, fugitive yeah. guys like, oh, I got a coupon for the I got a coupon <laughs> for the Ramada Inn back there. They all just here. stop and turn and look back and at he, him. Do and you like, notice he goes to his pocket yeah, too, like, like he had like it he's right there. It at him. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, what is wrong with yeah. you? So then. You know, the middle Fetter ground is right there, just going, you know, he's making it live, he's making he's it real. He's improvident, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Maybe then that was. uh, good for him, yeah. Then she offers him and the, the so apartment. So it turns out that Josh's parents have. I, I don't know, maybe the most baller business of all time, and it's a frame business. The Framery. The Framery, and it's you know optimally located under and adjacent to an L-stop, which is kind of cool because that's very Chicago, and that helps kind of set a tone. I have to ask you about that. Yeah. So that's you know, in the Fugitive Oz, which yeah. is Chicago. Absolutely. Right, but it's right outside their friggin' uh-huh. window, and yeah. it's shaking the apartment, and they're sleeping right through it. It's possible. I've never lived that close to, but in, in where we lived in Oak Park, the L uh, was across the street, essentially. There was a parking across the street, and you could yeah. hear it. It wasn't loud enough to... It, it eventually just it faded into the background and kind of sounded like a wave coming in, if you could think of it that way. It's just okay. like a kind of ro- rolling of the tracks, but yeah. Play that back again. I want to hear the sound. Wanted when they're curving yeah. bullets on the goddamn train. That's Chicago, too. Well, here, here's my favorite... Favorite line. Play that back again. I want to hear the sound of an elevated train. I want to hear the sound of an elevated train. And it, it has to do with, the yeah, the, From the this stop, you know, uh, Lake Street. Lake Street, Blue Line, Lake Street. And you have, there's a voice and it's really clear. <laughs> it's the L in Chicago, getting all street. So they have this amazing apartment. Oh, yeah. It was above gorgeous. the framery, which did you wonder if everything fit? Like, th- was the kitchen film there, and was the bathroom film there, and was that main? It space felt for- all one place to me. I it, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it was filmed in three different because, places. Because well, in the end credits, I saw something about a condo in Wrigleyville or that something like that, that and that they one. said, or no, you a loft. See Wrigley Field. It said a loft in Wrigleyville, yeah. and well, then if that's it. You could um, see Wrigley that's Field. All one place. That is a hell of a spot because yeah, it's really cool, and that kind of you know helps. Give them that, a little bit of peace and and lets them do their trickery in in private. So, what are your thoughts at this point? They are they are deceiving everybody for the highest cause for a, a man who's going to live another six months. months. Yeah, but they figure they were just going to fly back and then it would just be and a then moot wait point. Wait till he dies and then yeah. go what? Huh? Just let everybody just know let that everybody it, they, hey. we broke up. Inter- you think that was the long oh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. You, just, you okay. just break up. Yeah. yeah. You, you, it you didn't know. work out. We're not going to get married. Right. All these plans 
tastings. <laughs> they dress, didn't know that was going to happen dresses. at that point. Yeah, yeah I know. It, got, yeah. it all goes really fast. It gets snowballed, yeah. It goes very, very, very Wait, fast. Just, it snowballs. There we go. And I, what I find is the parents are so happy about their engagement, and it kind of yeah. is like usurping this poor mom's wedding and you know they have a couple of cute little scenes but it doesn't yeah. that's totally forgotten no that's that's and not even a focus more, anymore more was filmed there you know like i know it was a second wedding and they weren't taking that that seriously but she's getting ready and he's like hey we got yeah. time for a quickie and they're like good for you and she's like nah <laughs> she's in a wedding dress and he says, you know better save it for the honeymoon or yeah. something and i'm like that's funny yeah yeah and then and then molly shows up because she drank yeah. bad milk and is thrown up all over on their wedding day yeah i love which leads into the whole pregnancy thing yeah. which was awesome there's all the and then everybody's things, thinking yeah. she's pregnant because even the brother thought yeah you know he knocked her up when he thought it was real yeah yeah and he's and it just keeps perpetuating he's you know they they make it very clear that they're different with the jogging scene like, oh, we're just gonna jog over yeah, the yeah. to to you know my friend's house and it's all good. And she comes stumbling in, like panting and dying, like and, like we would, right? Yeah, <laughs> he made me jog. I was tired just watching that scene. <laughs> oh, look at you! I know. Look at us. And so again, you've you've established this. They're doing tasks that are related to to the wedding, I guess, and and they're yeah. getting through this, but with at least two people knowing. And then complications start to happen. And did you think, you know, what did you anticipate? Maybe something was going to throw a wrench in it, or did you? What were you thinking was going to go down at this point? Yeah, well, you know, the rom com formula, you know, happiness breakup and then and yeah. then happy ending. But I like the way they played it because they didn't do that formula part to like right to the very end, and then it was a really fast turnaround. Yeah. So that made it a little different. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I was just anticipating like when those parts are going to happen, you know, because. Right. Pretty much every rom-com does that. So our guy is shirtless a lot. Uh, and what did you think of the dancing scene? Him getting uh, where the dad just, walks just in, dancing. I don't know what he was when he doing. flipped the hat. Yeah, did, did the hat roll? That, that was all Michael Jackson. You think improv? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, I think uh, nothing, nothing. To, no offense, Josh Shane, but I, I think. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite has oh, has moves oh, on you. Well, I think you know, he outdid you. We should start maybe tracking how many dancing scenes are in the movies we do and rank those if any any uh, fearless well, listener wants yeah. to do that. <laughs> Which episode, would be awesome. you know, if yeah. I could roll it off the top of my head. We... And you know, I, I noticed when you know because they're paired up for the you know to walk down the aisle. And his, did you notice how big yeah. his? Is that a boutonniere? Maybe it's not a boutonniere at a wedding, but oh, how no. huge it was. It no, was I didn't notice. It's like a full like flower bouquet just slapped on him <laughs> and it was hilariously distracting i don't know if that was for comedy or not but i thought it was really funny and i think this is interesting you know it's this is a backyard wedding right yeah and but in a fancy neighborhood like probably if it's oak park it's you know that could be million dollar homes too and there's a there's a waiter who's you know like serving champagne so they're at their little reception and everything. And has he given her the ring just yet? The grandmother's ring at this point? No, because the the bridesmaids all see it yeah, from upstairs. Like, oh yeah, when it happens, yeah, so which was a really well done scene. He, you know, is the the question about her ring comes dad, up. And dad gives her the ring, or has already gives, he's already done that. Yeah, yeah. gives him uh, the grandmother's ring to give to Molly. Yeah, and he, yeah, he tries to and give it to her and it falls on the ground yeah that's the thing those generational rings that that happened with me yeah really yeah it was my mom's yeah 
Nice. That I used it. Well, that's cool. Right. <laughs> Save you some money. Yeah, nice. yeah. I got it. You know, we use it the diamond. Scream like I'm cheap. We. Because <laughs> how many times do it, they talk about the shape of the well, diamond? Well, it's more 1.75 carat. Yeah, but it's more. It's, emo- like, it's more the emotional factor that I, it's a. I would have. Hey, um, honey. It would have been awesome if I could have paid more of an emotional toll for <laughs> for your ring than yeah. You uh, got to call your well, you know, hey, one. why didn't you hand me down? I had uh, to go into the merchandise mart in Chicago and talk to the South African guy, and there were guns, and it was gray, and <laughs> it was crazy, and, they, and have them pull it out of their teeth. Another time for another day, another story for another day. But so they, yeah, they they keep this thing up about her being pregnant, and uh, I, I love the the um, the introduction of Giselle. Br- Boussard, is that her name? Just you nailed it. Giselle I was going to you know, say you nailed her, but that no, would just be no. a Josh does though. Hey, Josh, Josh and, does us all proud. And and this very very pretty blonde lady is at the wedding. Now, do you notice the the you know what the kids are calling talent at this wedding? So like it's a backyard wedding in Oak Park, Illinois, <laughs> and Josh is just like <laughs> hot women are just in the foreground. He's like, hello. <laughs> Like, who are these women? And then Giselle Boussard, I, I don't know how she got the invite, but she's there. You know, she's just alone in her Beauty little, single little black prowl. dress. Again, this guy is just a magnet. Women are all over this dude. Yeah. What is it? Charisma. People are going to want to know. Charisma. And I hope this, you know, this podcast helps, like, you know, reinvigorate and, and keeps this movie popular and, and lifts it, it up. Gives it a little wedding crasher edge to it, yeah. right? But yeah, she's standing there in her little black dress, and she obviously knows him yeah. from somewhere else before. Calls him out by name. Yeah, and they have that whole little thing about. It. Then the one, the drunk guy comes up and says, "Yeah, gives away that he's engaged." Yeah, and then pulls him away, and she's like, "You're engaged." She, she says something about sewing wild oats too. Like it's yeah. this people she, because just she broke fuck up this guy so bad. <laughs> they they, they abandon their jobs for him. Well, that's that's at the frame store. You know, he he, he you know. Is yeah. asked to stay on, and they where, stay on, and where it comes from is is all these, uh, you know, when you're a writer, as you know, as we both have written things, it, it's a lonely profession. You spend yeah. a lot of time alone in in your chair and stuff. So you write all this juicy stuff that you never get to act out, and you get to have to watch somebody else act out after yeah. you've written it. But that's where it comes from. Well, they, um, <laughs> they, I, I mean, it's it's. It's a traditional, you know, hookup kind of scenario, and uh, it's spoiled. But you know, he does get finally to hook up with Giselle. Yeah, she wasn't dissuaded by the engagement because she calls him. Yeah, his phone rings yeah. when he's with Molly, and he gets the call so from her. They have a hookup, and that is uh, that's filmed in a suite at the Blackstone called Heaven. Uh, it's a it was it was attic space and things like that, and it was restored, and they decided to leave the huge ceilings. And it was an unbelievable room. And that's why they could do that crane shot in there and everything like that. So I remember they had to um, they had to film the knocking of the door. So, you know, these two come in, you know, they come into the door. Their passion is so hot. You know, they're fucking up against the door, right? Yeah. They and got the mom and the two little you kids. You have the fun scene with the <laughs> maid. And she's like, oh, yeah, and uh, the, the mom and the two kids. And the maid was, uh, it was an actress. And they needed a maid's uniform, so I had to run down and get him a Blackstone Hotel maid's uniform that fit and uh, make sure the cart looked right and everything like that. And uh, so they nice. Uh, they they had, and I, you know, I'm 
you never know what's even going to make it into the movie. So, um, so that was actually what they wore. Yeah. And, uh, so just filming, I got to see them film that scene a little bit. They just sat at somebody on the inside knocking on the door. That was it. Got it. And, you know, cut print. Well, let's, let's talk about the door hanger. So yeah, the, the Blackstone was a historic hotel and we really promoted that. And, uh, the, the do not disturb signs, which I always thought were clever. And we always, I thought, I think we're clever with them. It said, do not disturb history being made. Yeah, as the door is slamming back and <laughs> forth while they're going at it yeah. like wild I animals. I remember John really loved that and um, asked if it could be used. And <laughs> It I, looks I, fake because of what's I, happening I, I, to the totally scene. It totally does, but it is fully, yeah. it's fully real. Oh, that's History really cool. Made, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? I didn't, I was just, I was thinking about your reactions to things in the movie, but I didn't, you know, want to. You know, have you focused on anything? Be like, all right, this scene was filmed there, this scene was filmed there. So it's kind of cool that that was organic. Yeah. And well, up on that. yeah, because you know how that I've said it before. I watch it the first time, just yeah. straight through, and then I watch it a second, third time. You know, taking notes and you know, kind yeah. of dissecting it. So they they had they did that and they filmed the scene. You know, of them falling into the bed. Um, it's a you know not an R rated <laughs> movie, so Giselle's <laughs> top was on. But um, yeah, the 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 thing you hear about men about to do a shirtless scene, doing like curls or push up circles, yeah, totally true. Because that guy dropped down, did a bunch of push ups, and then hops up, and away they go. Oh, that would have helped too with the gas feed for air because they're both. Yeah, and she's oh, just yeah. wearing a bra and, and may, a black okay, bra. You know, never mind. Maybe that's why. I, I heard, no 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 no. He's he, doing it for know, the muscles. He's in good shape. And and my wife was you know captivated by this guy more so than I remember her last time watching it. I don't. <laughs> But she did talk about how. So much that's why he, you're going. What is it with this? What has he got that I need to get? I said Adam Pally. <laughs> you know the Adam Pally thing. I thought I was right on. She's like, yo, he's trans brother Adam Pally. I don't know. And I'm like, no, really. She's so probably, she was captivated she, by this. She's guy. probably using that movie right now. This guy's why we're... overly hairy armpits. Very hairy armpits, <laughs> honey. Anyway, so she says, "What got into you?" And I, I took that to mean, yeah. All the tension between him and between Josh and Molly. Yeah. Because they're both sleeping, in, you know, right next to each other, but in separate beds. You know, they did have that little makeout thing and he falls asleep. And Yeah, they come home from the wedding yeah. and then they fall asleep. Yeah, they were going to do it. Like but the... Yeah, so I, I took that to mean that it was really spurred on by Molly. Yeah. So I, I feel, you know, I think that feels right. Yeah. Um, And... So yeah, they come to the point where um, they've been asked to stay, and they're going to stay. They're they've, they're both going to stay, and you're thinking, okay, this is a what do they do um, in 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 work that they can do this? And um, yeah, that they this we is never know inexorably moving towards some kind of conclusion. I mean, maybe you assume from her LA life that because her friends call and they're like, oh, what's it like? You're engaged because they they've heard about it. Yeah. So she's got to keep up this ruse with her friends back in L.A. Well, right, right that night, though, after he comes home, that my second, another one of the laugh out louds was um, White Chicago. They keep talking about the the heart shape. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Carla's the getting one done with where they're doing oh, the day that spa. Scene, yeah, the day spa. And then when she's he, way jo- too excited to get that wax yeah, done. I think. Yeah. And Josh says it to and you. Appreciate that, but I don't know if the ladies are at all that excited. So. I mean, that's nice a lot of pain that fantasy, you go I think, but I don't think it's that exciting. Well, and then, and then the Giselle has it, and Josh said, you know, never yeah. seen that before. And then he comes home from that tryst, 
and walks into the bathroom yeah, where Molly is shaving, shaving into a heart shape, yeah. and then there's that's a funny there's that scene. whole scene. I, I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah, and and you know it's Tito because she's in the bath, and and it's it's. I think it's super funny. Yeah, that was they got a lot of miles out the, of that the heart white shape. Chicago scene where they go to the bridal shop to pick up something, but those two, the 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 you know bridal shop guy and girl who I wish that girl was was uh, Joan Cusack. I really wish it was, but oh my god, she looked like her. They were they're like, let's get you into. Yeah. I've only got one in the back, and it's oh yes, yours. <laughs> That's that a perfect call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought maybe if she, you know, that looked, was doing she, an homage I to a little Joan totally Cusack. I totally see Joan also Cusack Also Chicago there. people. How about that? Uh, Joan Cusack, somebody I prepared a room for at the Intercontinental Hotel one day. She was going to be in for a talk show, and she needed a room for a few hours. Did she show up? I think so. I don't know. Okay. I did see her. Yeah, that's what I was, that's yeah, what I was wondering. You was actually a, saw her? She was her? in a trench coat. It's kind of funny. She did come in in a trench coat. Oh, she was slashing people. I don't know. I really, really don't know. But, you know, I, I love that this guy <laughs> is now in this frame store and he's just like cuts to these two older women and he's like, feel this mahogany. Yeah. And they are just wet. And it's, I mean, it's really funny. Like, well, what who is happening? Did, who's at doing this... the cougar movie? The... <laughs> yeah, I know. And I'm like, holy, no, Belushi. So I'm like, what yeah. is happening? This guy, and there's another scene where it's in the background. There's these two younger girls just like giggling over. Is he making jokes about wood? He's got to be, I think. I don't know. Well, he's taking over for dad because he yeah. can't do the shop. And and I really, I like how, um, you know, he he's asked about her. They're, they're asked about each other and the, the proposal, and they, they're just dodging it. They don't know. Yeah. They're making stuff up. Like, she, he doesn't know what she does, like how, her job. How did, yeah, how did it if happen? She has one, I don't know. All her girlfriends want to know all the details and why they weren't told. Yeah. And so now it, it kind of starts like they they start like planning this wedding. Yeah. And you got the tension because they do talk about, she asks her about Giselle, you know, with that whole, after that whole bathroom scene. Yeah. And um, so you got that tension created too. And you really feel bad for Molly. Yeah. You're just like this poor girl, because you can see she's falling for yeah. the guy. And um, he's just kind of oblivious probably at this point. But then, you know, the crystal ballroom and the elevator scene. Ah. So they have that crystal ballroom is is your place, that right? Is. That's the Blackstone. Yeah, the crystal ballroom of the Blackstone. I might I just hotel. say that was gorgeous so, beyond belief. Yeah, it's cool. So um uh the the concierge or the guy who was showing it, um, he so they in earlier in the movie you see a really big shot of Rocket Bar and Grill, right? Yeah. And that dude, his name was Billy something, I forget his name. Billy Deck. Billy Deck. He was, I saw an interview with him. Yes. So he owned Socialite, Chicago Socialite. Owned oh, is that what he stuff. is? Because he, he had his Rocket. little hat on and he was like, oh, Mr. Cool. He's always on brand. Super nice dude. Um, okay. Very, you know, very full of himself, but deservedly so. <laughs> and he got himself a spot in the movie. And he was the person that I had to talk to about how to, how to be a salesperson and how to, like, show the room. And the thing is, is they wanted the Crystal Ballroom. I wanted in, in the Crystal Ballroom. And there was a group in there. There was a full-on like corporation having a meeting. Oh, and you said, "Hey, I'm getting 500 bucks for this place. Get <laughs> yeah, the yeah, fuck know, out!" Right? And <laughs> I was freaking out because I'm like, "Fuck! I, I want this. Yeah, room. I'm ruining want, the movie." <laughs> like there was a, a a chrysanthemum carpet that, that that was just gorgeous, and it was would have just fucking popped. And a huge regret is that we had a group, and and I, I don't remember if he 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 couldn't 
you know, or I couldn't move them or, or we did, we had short notice. Yeah. But so it was like a 200 person group having a meeting and I wanted it in the ballroom. I wanted that full thing. But so what I had to do is I had to go to the meeting planner and say, listen, there's a, a movie <laughs> trying to film. Yeah. They were on a, like a, a an AM break. You know, this hotel lingo. Yeah. And they said, all right, you can, you can film it during the break. And we're like, thank you. And maybe they gave us more than the 15 minutes. Right. But we had to go in, clear out the whole room, like take all the shit off the table. I was going to say, every table was clean. Yeah. Yeah. But they wouldn't let us break down the room. So that's why that scene's so short. They just do that quick walkthrough. Yep. And, and there's a bit, I don't know if it was 80 yard, where he said, it's set up for a meeting, but it looks good for all occasions. And oh, I think yeah. that's why. Okay. So yeah. that's the attention to detail. And, I, and he didn't even have to because I wouldn't nope. have known any different because it nope. looked, but it it looked look, like It did look beautiful... fine for a wedding. And the, I looked at it and I'm like, it fuck made it in the movie. And yeah. here's this stupid ass classroom setup. Fucking, and I'm I, last night I looked at it again like, motherfucker, that group wouldn't let us like take an hour to just do it. And and he they filmed that scene like guerrilla style, in and out, yeah. like in the 15 minutes. Yeah, because he, he knew he got one shot. So and like he the to get foyer it. that you can't see is a mess, a mess of stuff Ugh. and people and everything. Oh, awesome. Awesome knowledge there. And, yep. and, you know, this kind of stuff goes on in every movie, you know, oh, and you God, just don't yeah. know it. You and know? he, cool as a cucumber, man. Didn't look like he had, you know, a director His whole is life the way to the savings world. invested yeah, all, in all it. All of that. Not. <laughs> Just and everybody, like, all his relatives, money just loved him and just uh, tons of respect. Yeah, it was wow. always just well. Awesome. He was born to be a director, then. Yeah, to take all that pressure. And you know, so I like the 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 only cliche scene that I thought was interesting was, you know, there was a couple of you know, did they need to be in the movie? Did they not? But you know, after he Josh admits to Molly that you know he banged Giselle. Yeah, and she's clearly not okay with it. She goes over to talk to Carla, and they're doing the. All yeah. right, we need to talk, but first, you need to be here with a blanket over you, and I'm going to be kind of nestled up here. We're both going to have tea, and then we're going to talk about it. They looked real comfy and cozy, and she's like kind of <laughs> sobbing, like, you know, had the blanket. Like, when did that happen? When were they like? I was trying was to figure out where you were going enough. with this because I didn't even think about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Tea, blanket, pillow. Yeah, They're just like, curled up like, tell me, girl. That goes along with, with what jobs did they have, right? Yeah. It yeah. was pretty, and then you have the scene. Well, remember, where, Mom did see them though, him and Giselle making out at the elevator. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, so that's, that's going to play saying, in yeah. later because mo- the mom, right? His his Frida, my favorite actress yeah. in this, is so uh, yeah, and I, I is missed a, a, pissed off. Uh, a good part. So them coming down the stairs with with uh-huh. Billy Deck, and so that does not go to the ballroom. Okay, it goes to nowhere essentially, which is kind of funny. So um, you go down the stairway, and that first landing is into the restaurant, and that's again why that guy was so pissed because they had to do that scene a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, and but so the magic of the movies, when, right? Yeah, so they're coming down, and the mom, Josh's mom, sees Josh making out with that girl. Yeah, and she says, "Let's go see the ballroom again." And he's like, "Oh, we can go back again." They're literally just walking up to nothing. <laughs> right, right. So, and that happens in yeah, every movie. But that carpeting. Yeah, like beautiful, like lined, gorgeous carpeting. Yeah, which I love. Was based on artwork from somebody that apparently, and and it made it my whole time there, I think. But they ultimately got sued for that carpeting, and the artist, oh man, like sued them for the likeness or whatever, and it had to be changed. 
Oh, jeez. So that was a legal carpet. Or pay him, right? Yeah. <laughs> One of the crazy. two. Yeah. It was unbelievable. But like, I remember maybe hearing about it when I was there, and then they said, fuck you, we're not going to do anything. Uh, but they've since changed it a bunch of times. <laughs> so yeah, they they so they're kind of slowly being found out, and all this stuff is happening, and yeah, and it's kind of cascading into a thrust where you just, you know, it's either there's going to be what's the catalyst, what's going to be the thing that kind of pushes. Well, them no, over the, edge? the tension is ratcheting up for sure. I mean, it, when when the mother and we know character she's established, she's those two making out. Yeah. You know, and when they get to the catering scene, that's where it really pays off. But yeah. we got a little bit going on. You know, then they come back to um, Molly starts dating and leaving Josh home alone. So he starts feeling the other side of it. And he's like, oh, you're going out on another date? Yeah. And then, um, you know, so Molly has two dates yeah, and leaves and he Josh wants to alone. to take her to the jazz showcase. Yeah, but she's and like, she's, oh, I got no, another date. Got something. And oh, my God, that was... And you know he's with he his, best, his friend best friend, and, and it and they're they're two rowdy baseball football kind of guys, you know, sports bar, and they are in this super super chill avant garde jazz, and yeah. the girls singing about I like macaroni and cheese, it's good. You you know, and people are swinging their heads like yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. Let's go to Wrigleyville. <laughs> Yeah, which is a real. And then he doesn't even. He leaves his full beer. Doesn't even take a sip out of it. Just runs for the door. It was super funny. (laughs) It was it was super funny, and you know they they are starting to like get into this whole, you know, planning for the wedding and stuff. But there is a scene which you know kind of sets things up. You know, they don't really lord the death of the father over it much, but I think there's a really cool scene between Josh and the dad, and that's actually my clip. So the clip I thought you, the clip uh-huh. that spoke to me, um, and I underlined it was, oh my God, we might be there. Josh and Max, oh, um, you can serious? you be yourself around her? Holy, is that, yes, wait, are that, you serious? That is, it's right here. It's underlined. Is this the scene you're going to you play? Magnificent bastard, you've done it again. Oh, wow. we. So what All we were right. talking about earlier about being on the same, yeah. Wavelength. All We're right, getting well, there, brother. Yeah. So um, Josh and uh, and Dad are having a conversation, and uh, he realizes he's kind of falling for the girl, and it's not a terrible thing to be. Oh hearing. my god! I'm glad you picked and, this because uh, I yeah, love the scene. The dad has some pretty fun advice, and here we go. Talking about the rest. Do you laugh together? Yeah, that's it. You fight a lot about the little things, or is it mostly good? You know, I have to say, it's been mostly good. I mean, we fight, but... Listen, kiddo, if you're married, you're going to fight. The secret is knowing how to fight. Do you think it's easy being married? Harden up living with your own insecurities and just throw into the mix a kid or two. And you realize you want to be with a person who chooses to laugh at the absurdity of it all. You get that feeling with Molly? Yeah. 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 Josh, what I mean is, can you be yourself around Molly? Oh. I guess if I'm really honest about it, I'm more comfortable around Molly and Molly than just about... Just about anybody. Long pause, buddy. Yeah. That's how you know she's the one. Wow. 
Right. Yeah. I, I, I like that I scene. feel... Jess said I, the same thing. She's like, is that yeah. going to be your scene? And I, I was like, yeah, I think so. I, I, if there were a bunch of chicks on this podcast, we'd all be crying right now. Uh, who says we're not crying? Uh, yeah. Or they would be crying and we would be like... The ladies would be crying. <laughs> I, I like the no, no. I but I, like I that but we both picked it. So that what yeah. does that say about us? We have we're connecting to our feminine side. Yeah. No, no. I I think that that's just categorically an awesome scene. And and the yeah. idea is, and you know, I think about that that way for myself. Like, so Jess was still awake at, oh, this yeah, far she in. Watched the whole thing. And oh. she likes this movie too. Awesome. And, and laughing at the absurdity. All can you laugh with her? Yeah, and you know what? Nobody's maybe really themselves, or I mean, we don't, you know, take shits in yeah. front of each other. Never will. And if it gets, to <laughs> and that, I know like, couples that do that. That's what relaxes yeah. them. Isn't like, that's that That's what'll put us into therapy. If she's like, <laughs> I think we should relax enough to take shits in front of each other, I'll be like, we need couples counseling. <laughs> and then yeah. I'm gonna go to couples counseling yeah, I'm gonna, about that. I'm gonna brush my teeth and smell and hear. Yeah. Fuck that. No. So, but <laughs> but we pride ourselves on laughing at the absurdity of it all why do you think we watch movies like well, that, psycho fucking Gorman and ladies um, and gentlemen that's Zombievers. right here is a zen moment we were calling it spiritual moment but for some reason i switched to zen unexplicably and i don't know why it means the same exact thing but what you just said is, is in the spiritual realm because you're you're being you're being a witness to all the absurdity in in the you know, in the egoic everyday mind and the insanity that it gets us into. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for letting me have that moment. Right? Of course. <laughs> That's what we're about. We're about uh, breaking through boundaries and, <laughs> and, and making people Go, happy. Go, my brother. Pre- preach it. <laughs> so they, um, they decide to, to hook up, which, you know, it's kind of leading towards that. And, um, you know, she's at a bridal shower. She goes through a whole bridal shower. Yeah, and the only home. gift they show, they 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 she put it, that is an ugly looking outfit, by the way. It wasn't. It it, it, wasn't it could have been a lot hotter. But I, I, I really think but, Aubrey is that is that girl. Like she was like, okay, this this is enough. I'm not gonna. Yeah, but it 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 was you know clearly lingerie, and she was yeah. you know clearly doing something. They hook up, and in the morning they're just mad crunching, just like, uh, which. You know, like this doesn't seem, and and it's him, it's not her. You know, she's like, you gotta slow down, Tiger, or whatever. So I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. What's got to give? Like, there's got to be an explosion somehow. Well, yeah. Well, you and know, as soon as they hook up, that all all hell's gonna break yeah. loose. And it does. And uh, I I love the catalyst is is them at a at a tasting. What did you think of these two chefs at that? Oh tasting? my god! You know who I thought of? Hans huh? and Franz from Evil. And Knievel. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. yeah. Our whole our it's intro like Scandinavian version. They got yeah the the uh, or you know the Czechoslovakian yeah. swingers yeah. version of those Absolutely. two is is what I was thinking. And, you know they're talking about all this stuff and oh yeah, it's it sounds expensive. And then at me. the end when then he the, smacks the other one because she ran out. Yeah. Oh, that was great. But <laughs> in in the you know I love you know so it, it comes to a head and and um she leaves after um. After Max's dad or Max decides to have a just a little, a little jalapeno pepper, and, and we used to make those at the restaurant at the Blackstone, so I, I I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Oh, but they were just these seared little tiny peppers, as an appetizer. Yeah, it's a little bit of salt. He was trying to cheer Frida up because she wasn't having any fun. Yeah, and he didn't know the reason she wasn't having any fun is because she saw she her son making out with yeah. another one, and there's. 
just a beautiful moment in this that made me laugh out loud because our two caterers, Hans and Franz, are going, you know, Hans you can have, you know. There's the T-shirt, Hans um, and Franz as caterers. <laughs> yeah, what's the line here? We're, it's about a dilemma. Oh, the, here, here's the cake. It's called the Groom's Dilemma. Yeah. <laughs> and then she looks over at That's Josh right. and she's like, That's you clever. can't have both because Josh, Josh asked for both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Can she's like, have, you can't have yeah. both. You have That's to choose, right. Josh. Right. The underlying, it was beautiful. And uh, and then the, the the caterers go, no, you can have both. And she's like, some dilemma. <laughs> in, her, in her Jewish accent. I was just so, yeah. that whole scene is magic. <laughs> in Molly Bales... And oh, she can't take it anymore. She has a meltdown. I don't know how she got this far. I mean, like, right? Th- those tastings aren't free. Like, it's so like time and energy is being spent. They're making a registry for Christ's sakes. Oh, they're spending. They're spending tons. So, um, she leaves, and he's putting her in a cab, and she does the, you know, and this is that moment. You know, it's this moment is in in a bunch of movies. Yep. It's the how do you feel? Well, it's the I'm in love with you moment. Yeah, you know somebody's got to say it, she, and she, she does it. And I like the feels. delivery here, you know. And that's because I'm in love. Yeah, but at the same time, the the beautiful part of of the writing in this is she gives him the ring back at the same time that she says it. Yeah, and then off goes the cab. And what does he do? He jumps in the cab, and goes to Giselle. <laughs> he reverts back to what he knows, right? Because he can't handle this. Emotional upheaval. Yeah. And then but is it, isn't that a little kind of cheeky? Because it gives Giselle a moment to have her, you know, maturity. Well, this is a beautiful moment yeah. with her. Yeah. She, you know, that was unexpected. Cause you yeah, know, you think it's just a, bimbo. she actually encourages him to, to go to her because she realizes that she's the one for him after they have that talk, which, which is uh pretty cool. And they have their, their, you know, the, the finale and the, the reconciliation, you know, as you do in a hospital, and I and I like this type of thing where they think the dad's dying. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, he's having a heart attack. The mom. Yeah. And oh, it, my favorite, my favorite person is the sassy nurse. I love a good sassy nurse in a movie, and this is a sassy nurse. Oh, she's great. Yeah. Her her line is, "How much medical training have you had?" Yeah. 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 And then and then Frida, God bless her. I would love to see her on stage someday or some of her plays because yeah. she's 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 a force. It's just like I know my husband and blah 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 yeah. blah, and then cut he to is him having a massive heart, heart attack. attack. Cut cut to him sitting at a bed smiling, you know, talking to the doctor, yeah, a, and, you know, and he hands cut. him two little tums. Yeah, you know, hopefully a sponsor of of a little independent someday. And yeah, we'll take you. <laughs> this episode, man. You notice I didn't say Rolaids. Some, some gas. I went with Tom. Did you notice that in his in ER waiting, his little room, there was already flowers? No. In the background? Yeah. See, how do you already. do that? All the way back to the first episode with the milk and the and the thing. Well, no, no, no. Did I just you think pick out the little, little. He had flowers already. You yeah. Know, he's in the ER. And... <laughs> yeah. There are some flowers and there. It's and, in, and it's indigestion. And I love this. I think Jess called him like Doc Blue Eyes or Doc Dreamy because this doctor, oh, you yeah. know, the dreamy doctor. Oh, and the nurse was a Barbie doll. I thought the nurse who ends up, you know, in the, uh, you see her there in one scene and then you see her in the credits when they have the baby. Yeah. Sorry, I jumped ahead there. But I thought that was Giselle. Because she looks exactly, oh, almost yeah. exactly like her, except her hair is a little I blonder. Just, I saw like a stereotypical nurse with the stereo, I mean, like the hot doc. 
And when they have their kind of moment with their, you know, I love you, I love you, yeah. and all that. Yeah. And she punches him. I, again, it's corny, but I think it was funny yeah. as shit. But it, it felt right because she's like, you put me through all this shit yeah. and you love me. Like, you couldn't have told me this, you know, yesterday or the day before. Exactly. And, you know, and then the Irish temper all piles up yeah. into a punch. And I just, you know, and I love a good POV, you know, like in the movies yeah. when you see the fist coming to yeah. the camera. And, and she did it on the first one. The both both of them were filmed really well. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, again, with their chemistry, with yeah. ignoring the fact that they, you know, may not have well it's clearly they didn't waste all that money they must have gone through at the wedding because uh the the last line of the movie and i forgot todd i forgot that there was a like a special scene during the credits yeah okay. i forgot about that so yeah 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 that's the what... last line of the movie is you know well there's the what, dad out. there's the proposal well no that th- there's that and he wakes up for being knocked out. Yeah, I love that. Like, yeah, he and he, he actually, gets knocked out. And the doctor, did you see the doctor? He's like, "Give him some ice, he'll be okay." Yeah, <laughs> that was it. And then he hits on Giselle. Yeah, because well, they they were they were he was and the as soon as she found it, Giselle, he, you he said it. Yeah, when she said she was just a friend, the doctor yeah. was like all over. So after all is said and done, Dad's you know wheeled out, and they the last movie the line of the movie I thought was. You want to tell him or should I? Because he's like, somebody want to tell me what the hell is going on? Yeah, that after the proposal, yeah. and he puts the ring on her, and then he's like, what? Yeah, you know, somebody. Yeah. So and that's it, and then credits. And I was like, oh, that's a pretty fun. That's a pretty classic last line of a movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Because everybody knew at that point, but Dad. Yeah, yeah. And so then there's a cut scene. They run credits for yeah. a little bit, and then, boom, we have. Uh, the whole Lamaze thing going on. Yeah. She's screaming. So she's having and, a baby. And, and yeah. you know, as an actress, I'm always curious. That's got to be. She looked in pain. The hardest thing to act. And it's got to be, you know, acting's crazy enough, right? And right. Being silly or you're being this. But that's got to be. Did you think she did it well? Because well, I did. Yeah, she did great. I mean, I thought she. But that's just got to be a tough thing to do. And so they do it. And the gooeyest baby <laughs> from Alaska comes out. And. <laughs> That's all I could say. I want to hold them. Alaskan baby and really super cute. Alaskan? Yeah, I don't know. Where do you get, just, uh, maybe, help, help just, me? I, I don't know. Just said a Gooey little, and Alaska oh, go together. Papoose. Pep- <laughs> <laughs> it's just a cute little baby. And uh, and the last line of the film, did you clock it? Uh, I did not. His name is Max. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I did. Yeah. I put right here, baby born dash Max. Dash dad name. Yeah. Yeah. Cause and and that was like the most appropriate ending you could have because the the whole thing was faked to to make his father happy because he you know, because he was dying and that was his only regret in all of life. And then, you know, the father's gone at this point because this is a you know, over a year later, giving the nine month, you know, period there. And then uh the baby being Named after the father, just tied up the movie in a nice little bow. Yeah. Did they just carry that wedding registry over to when they did get married, or did they get a refund on that taste? Yeah, and the whole laser tag thing, we, we we skipped over that when she shot Janelle with the laser tag. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got to give them something to look forward to, I guess. Right. Um, no, just, you know, the wedding registry made me remember so that scene. They, they, yeah, I, I, I really like this movie, aside from, you know, 
um, Josh's questionable choice of that sweater vest when he was going to hook up with uh, Giselle for the first time. Oh, the baby, weird. the baby blue but, um, powder. Yeah, that I, that I wondered that myself. Oh, I actually caught that. <laughs> and here's the deal: that suite that they were in, uh, I think the rack rate on that even back then was like two thousand dollars a night. So that was a two thousand dollar fuck session every time. And they, they just went room. there for lunch. Uh huh. During the lunch hour. Correct. So so and, if they and, checked out, at, if they went there at two and checked out at four. You'd make that room right back up and sell it again. Probably, yeah, yeah. We were shrewd back then, and there was um, in in one scene of the of the lobby, um, there were legit employees. I remember that. So yeah, and they, I think they yeah they they all signed releases, um, but I remember the one guy on the right he was super cool, and and <laughs> um, I was like, yeah, shit, those were some real employees there. So so when I watched it the first time, you know, the the Friday or Saturday night, whatever it was, mm-hmm. it was my big. You know, my big Friday night, folks. <laughs> did you watch it with a lady? Because on the back of the DVD... I did not. The, and I forgot to bring it, shit, but the it says, you know, the the commentary from a reviewer or whatever. Yeah. It's a great, funny, real, well-written, well-acted, perfect to watch with your girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely chick flick because they're going to love it, but See, I don't, the I, hormones I, are going to be bouncing. I disagree. I think there's, there's plenty of Giselle. I mean, plenty of things to like about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> nice little Freudian there. And... Um, so I watched it, the whole thing, and then I'm, and the credits are playing, and I'm not really even paying attention. Mm-hmm. You know, the credits are rolling. It was on Amazon, and I'm probably looking at the, my phone or whatever. Indie film, short credits. And then I, I you know, this is after the, the baby scene, and then I look up, and I see special thanks, and then I see Blackstone Hotel, Ryan Buck. <laughs> and then at that moment, I had this huge flashback. I'm like, holy shit, he told me in the lunchroom one time way back, that and I rem- I can hear you saying it like so I actually have my name in the credits of a film and I'm like oh well that's cool yeah. but I didn't remember the film I mean we're talking seven eight nine years ago oh yeah you know because we met in 2013 so like 2013 2014 yeah. and uh, but when I saw that that you that came flooding back into my head and I'm yeah. like holy shit and so I threw my arms up in celebration <laughs> so there you go pretty crazy. Yeah, so you know, a lady friend would have ran out of the room by yeah, that, that point. Yeah, you know, like, nice. what is wrong with you? Who was that guy? <laughs> um, yeah, it was cool to see. It was really, really cool to see. And he thanks a lot of the the people who who financially helped him. And again, John, such a nice guy and such an awesome experience for a movie lover like me to see behind the scenes and meet a real director and meet real actors and you know. yeah, and 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 your enthusiasm for it. And oh, I fucking love this movie. Yeah. I really do. No, the 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 making, the make that you could help in the making of a yeah. movie and you going all out to do that. So kudos to you in helping I, getting this film made. I wouldn't have made I wouldn't have changed uh, that decision at all if I'd gone back and done oh, it. Oh, just say you're welcome. I probably would have done it for free. Uh all right. So um I let's see. My the reviews here, oh, there weren't uh, a ton of really bad reviews, um, which was nice to see. Um, but that's not fun. So I, I did go to Amazon. Uh, okay, because you were uh, talking about him ragging early on and tonight. Yeah, they, you were talking were, about him ragging on her okay, for nothing, being the doormat, nothing right? Nothing fun. You know me. I, I try oh, yeah. to find something at least. <laughs> I, I need to find a goddamn wacko is what I'm that you for. can That you can infuse with your voice and give and neither, life to. Neither of these are, are super wacko, so please uh, don't be let down. I apologize. but um, So I did go to Amazon for the bad one. It was uh, one out of five. Uh, titled Subtle Misogynistic Comment. Oh, geez. May have been unintentional. Spoilt the experience for me. Spoilt. 
I was hoping to watch a feel-good light rom-com, but around 15 minutes into the movie, Josh, who loves his best friend Molly so much, is consoling her as she's crying. In his attempt to make her feel good, he starts complimenting her. He says she's beautiful, smells good, etc., etc., and then continues to say that she's smart. For a girl! While I understand that we might be living in an extremely annoying PC culture now, there are certain things that we need to call out. <laughs> I wouldn't want my nieces or my friend's daughters to be constantly told in the most subtlest of ways that they are not good enough or smart enough just because of their gender. I would love to see mainstream media be more thoughtful when they embark on such creative pursuits. P.S. I must also admit that I didn't watch the whole movie after that. So for all I know, the rest of the movie might have actually been a pleasant watch. <laughs> One out of five stars. Oh, my gosh. So 15 minutes in, bailed the fuck out, and uh, yeah. we're out of five-star review. And he doesn't have children because he said nieces, nephews, and I everybody did, else. I don't know so, if it's a he or she, but uh, well, the, he or she. They do not have children because they said it in their language. Wouldn't want nieces or friends' daughters, correct. Yeah. Um, and so we go with some uh, – I, and I, I did pull two because I, I thought there were some – Unique threads to these positive reviews. Okay, cool. Uh, excellent. One of the better romantic comedies. I'm a guy who despises romantic comedies. Usually they're terrible, and as long as the characters end up together, who cares? Once in a while, there's a really good romantic comedy, which is rare. This is more than tolerable. The female lead gives a wonderful performance, the male lead a little less so, but does what was written. A playboy and a female who gets her heart broken, essentially the question is, can they fall in love while fooling everyone into thinking they are? As a guy who hates romantic comedies, I found this way above average. Nice premise. Some nice moments and good acting make this a terrific movie for anyone. You want things to be okay in the end, and if a movie does that to your heart, it's a success. And and not to sound whatever, but you know, guys writing a positive review in a rom-com, it's kind of a big deal because we just we don't watch them, you know. Well, you and I both did it. We we don't really care for them. We don't watch them and the very name often. Is and Dark Lord Mark. Yeah, in my favor, it's a good year. So you'd be uh, of a rom If a movie does that to your heart, it's a success. And uh, this one came from Amazon as well, so went back to Amazon. All three are Amazon. No, no, no. The the one that I just was did IMDb? was IMDb. Okay. Uh, five out of five stars. Religi- religious zealots need not watch. I'm a straight guy. I watch a few romantic comedies because why not? This movie looks like it has a dumb plot, but it had real-life possible reasons. Unlike some romantic movies, I could see this happening for the reasons they used in this. Sure, it's just a rom-com, but it was (laughs) fun to watch. I didn't find myself rolling my eyes. I wouldn't say a bunch about the movie in this review. Just if you're not a religious zealot like I saw in another review, then chances are you'll you'll enjoy this movie, whether with a girlfriend or by yourself. So he read the other review that you read. I guess I don't know. <laughs> That's hilarious. So there you have it. Yeah. Reviews for and, and again, our, uh, I just want to say because he brought that up, the the chemistry between these two, it, it, you feel it, and it's so cool that you know. I mean, and it it was lucky that in the casting because he didn't actually get to meet him in person and have him read scenes together or whatever, and it just turned out, you know, they. They did their homework and they got the right people and they both had New York stage background and they hit it off and were friends right away. You know, this is from interviews that I saw on YouTube and, you know, without seeing any of that, I mean, you, you feel, I mean, that's, that's, that made the movie, the chemistry between those two and, and Ryan Buck providing the, 
backdrop and, and, ward, and wardrobe. That sweet set production. That sweet was called heaven, so they were fucking in heaven. So heaven is a is a door banging against the wall, yeah. scaring little children. Yeah, I I I, I, I think it, it it officially goes to say I named those suites because they were up in the in the in the rooftop and okay. the, the historic suites were the historic suites. And I came up with a bunch of names because I thought they should be named in Heaven and Sky. I thought because I thought they sounded like nightclubs, <laughs> and that's what they went. with. They let you name those. Yeah, made little signs too. Wow, pretty. You're rad. a rock star. Pretty rad. Yeah, it was super fun, and uh, that was a good time. And uh, being able to again, like I said, meet those people and allow them to fuck yeah. in heaven was a really cool. So thing. everyone that's in Chicago really should look up the Blackstone and stay there if well, they maybe. can afford it. I don't know. <laughs> They're not you're not, telling us you're to not do there that. anymore, so no. you, you don't work there no, anymore. It's okay, but you've, you can reach out to come. us and ask us. To, uh, I can tell you more stories about that place and yeah. all the celebrities and superstars so, who have stayed there. What brought what brought you to beautiful Traverse City from the Blackstone Hotel? Oh, uh, I don't know. Divine Providence. Another time. Because Another here we are, hour. right? Divine but providence for us to do this podcast. If you have uh, <laughs> any uh, notion about movies that we'd, we'd want us to do, if you have, if you're seeing any of our movies and you want to give us feedback, a little independent podcast at gmail.com is our email address. We love hearing from all of you and we thank you for listening and putting up with our nonsense in a little bit longer of an episode uh, than normal. But uh, you know what? We took a calculated risk. I got some goofy stories and we thought we'd share. I I think that if the energy's there and we're feeling the moment, time doesn't matter. Well, Todd. Yes, Ryan. We'll always have Monty Doro. Like you're about to. Oh. Yeah. All right, so, yeah, yeah. Just a little independent.